Oliver, I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. But we do still have your metahuman to take care of. Anything left in the tank? Well, if not, there's two of us, right? Right. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 143, the comic book show that must be someone else, that must be something else. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. Dave Longo. John Day. I'm John Hammond. In this issue, it's an all new, all different Marvel coming soon. Again. Also, The Walking Dead's Robert Kirkman is in the writing room for the next Transformers film. They'll spend three films looking for Optimus to find out he was in the barn the whole time. Mm -hmm. Then it's, oh, Killstrike, uh, A-Force, Valhalla Mad, and more in what we've been reading. Plus, our kick-ass pick of the week, Arrow Season 3 and The Flash Season 1. This is Behind the Panels. Awesome. That was very cool. <laughs> you may have noticed that there are two extra Johns in the room. <laughs> That's what she said. You can never have too many. <laughs> I actually think two is enough. Two. <laughs> they look like a two-headed monster from where I'm sitting. <laughs> We're like the, the monster from Sesame Street sitting over here. <laughs> we have, of course, got for the first time, in fact, we've had John D on a bunch of times uh, just to do little cameos, I guess. Uh, this is the first time we've actually had him on for the whole thing, and we figure we can't get John D on without a John Hammond because we've now got Nerd Corner on the network. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, show, show less enthusiasm, John. <laughs> <laughs> and that was John Dean. John Hammond, thanks for stopping by, guys. That was their first, first and last appearance uh, We've, of course, got uh, Dave Longo back in the house after uh, a week of absconding. Absconding. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the crown jewels. I was on the Fury Road. <laughs> he was. He was literally on the Fury Road. I would have thought, like, after seeing Mad Max, you couldn't not drive quickly everywhere. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how I feel after Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> that's, that's why I didn't see it at a drive. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> hoons, really but nothing but hoons. <laughs> this week, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of going straight into uh, what we normally do with our other stuff, like the segments where I press the buttons and stuff, we're actually going to do some feedback first because we've neglected it for a while. <laughs> we need to hear what the people say. Hey, girl. Hey, hey how you doing? She's in early. <laughs> she looks a lot like John Hammond. I'm just <laughs> uh, we've had a the bit of feedback this week. The first, bit of feed- <laughs> the first bit of feedback we've had is actually uh, from our good friend Snake Oz, uh, Matthew White. And we said we we're going to play this about three weeks ago and we never did. So, David, hit the button, boy. Hey, guys, it's Matt White here. Just letting you know I love the live show on Free Comic Book Day. Matt. Great meeting with um, two Johns. Matt, great seeing you guys in the flesh again. And even better, it was meeting um, Digital Angel for the first time in however many years that we've been chatting together in the chat rooms. And that um, it was good that you finally got me to my first free 
comic book day and then hopefully with the live shows at the end of the year I might even see my first comic con and that will keep up the good work and hopefully I'll see you at many more live shows to come bye thanks Matt thanks Matt that was awesomely awesomely timed because we actually have the two Johns <laughs> right here do you what we've been saving it up for we knew this would happen we knew this would happen one day that's could have happened in three years from now but he sort of can't that's your story and you're sticking that's, to it that's exactly <laughs> the story I'm sticking to now thanks Matt that was awesome uh, and then of course any of you who want to leave a message we'll give you the details uh, on how to do that in fact I may as well just do it now uh, because I'll forget well, I always, things that we are in the feedback in section if you want to leave your own voicemails uh, Sydney number 02-8011-4167 or Skype ID Geek Actually and we'll as we just did then play it on the show and that is actually all one word not like the show notes no <laughs> we'll change that that's been that's been a typo for four years no now no wonder nobody calls us <laughs> this has been uh, just actually seeing the show notes actually having show notes yeah. is just yeah. it's I know it's you guys do have show notes because I can hear John saying they're somewhere <laughs> This is how it's done, boys. Sit back and learn. That's all work experience. That's all we're doing. <laughs> this is their internship. This is the unpaid internship <laughs> that we promised. <laughs> Uh, and the other bit of feedback we got is actually from Scott Kirkton, uh, who wrote into us a couple of weeks back to tell us about uh, Rat Queens, that he really wanted yes. us to do Rat Queens. Uh, now, absolutely, uh, we're going to do Rat Queens coming up, but uh, the, his message is, hi, Richard, Dave, and Dave, and I, and I guess John and John by extension. <laughs> um, Thanks for the mention on the show a few weeks ago, re-Rat Queens, Curtis Weeb. Uh, it gave me a thrill to hear my name in the media. just wanted to say again, I enjoy the show and perhaps give uh, a suggestion or two as a listener. No, no, this is a perfect show. <laughs> we don't. Uh, firstly, as a mostly non-superhero reader, I'd like to hear you talk more about non-superhero books. Uh, I know you've spoken in the past about Saga, Graveyard Book, Fashion Beast, etc., etc., etc. So all the non-superhero <laughs> books that we've done. Yeah. Uh, so perhaps I'm not being fair to you, but my non-superhero fear is my preference. I'd love to hear you talk about Sandman again. I better get uh, um, it gets better after Preludes and Nocturnes. Yes, we definitely need to get back to that one. Uh, Lazarus, fantastic dystopian action comic, TV deals signed. That's uh, Greg Rucker book. Yes, I've been waiting to read that. Uh, Sex Criminals, uh, another TV deal signed. Holy F. Um, How will they translate that onto the small screen? Uh, Actually, we should say, I'll I'll have a note on that uh, in a moment. And of course, my favourite, Rat Queens. I'll stop the email there for a second. Uh, We can say that we are doing a bunch of non-hero superhero stuff coming up. The the simple fact of the matter is, uh, in terms of listeners, uh, the capes just get more listens. And if you actually look at the pattern, and it doesn't always fall, but the pattern of the show is always DC, Marvel, Marvel DC, I can't remember. Marvel DC, Indie. Yeah, Indie. So so this year we've already done things like Awkward, we've done uh, Fashion Beast, we've done... Uh, God, there's a couple of other ones we've yeah. done. I can't remember, uh, but we've done those coming up. We have definitely scheduled things like and in the America- past We've covered things like mouse yeah. and, and in Christmas fact, and, next yeah. week we're doing the Private Eye by Brian K. Yes. Vaughan. Uh, I've got scheduled coming up in the next couple of months the Boys, mm-hmm. uh, which is one that Dave's been keen to do for well, a long we time. We need to do it on the show because Dave's going to have to explain it to me. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, we've got things like uh, Howard Shaken's American Flag coming up. Uh, I've got I've, I've scheduled in Rat Queens and Sex Criminals as well um, as things like uh, Domu, which is the uh, Katsuhiro Otomo uh, book. The, the guy I, that I'm did Akira. Really interested in particular out of that entire list. I'm very interested in doing Sex Criminals because you're. Re- <laughs> <laughs> wait, I, you now? wait for it. Wait for you it. heard it here first, AFP. <laughs> oh, you um, mean continue to be no, doing no, no, the wait sex for it. Girls. The reason for it is because your opinion of it was actually very low when it first came yes. out. Yes. So I'm very interested to go back and revisit it and actually have a and discussion just about. Re- it. Released like the first ten issues in a hardcover called the Big Hard Book a of Sex Criminals. Cover, yeah. They actually called it the Big Hard Book <laughs> of Sex Criminals uh, to accompany Matt Fraction's book of uh, sex help called Just the Tips. 
So, oh, love him. No, but is that really what <laughs> it's called? There's more. Yes. There's more to this email. Secondly, <laughs> this goes back to my last email about rat queens and the massive increase in female comic participation creators and readers. I think your show would benefit from a female voice. While I can't get enough of Richard's uncanny celebrity impersonations, but of course you can't. Uh, and uh, Dave Longo's maniacal giggling. I think a reduced sausage fest quotient would expand the purview of the show beyond the current very masculine one, <laughs> um, and perhaps engage a wider audience. Yeah, I read this out on the week we've got two extra white dudes in the, <laughs> in the studio. Two extra sausages. Two extra sausages. Yeah. Uh, look, it's actually something we've been saying for a long time and the, 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 the trickiest thing is what we, we can't sort of go out and going, you're a chick, you want to come on the show? Because <laughs> uh, that's really unfair. Yeah. Uh, but at the same at time- the next con. Hey, the next hey baby. Hey, you want to be <laughs> on ever a been show? On the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but it, uh, uh, there's a serious offer. If if uh, you're someone uh, who would like to to come on the host uh, on the show, uh, and we, we definitely would like to get a female perspective because, as you say, the the female geek audience is massive at the moment. Absolutely. And if you go to any con, I dare say that there are probably more women at cons than there are guys yeah, these look, days. And so, we, ha- we yeah. have a fourth um, mic placement at all times, so we yeah. can always bring in people, so, rotate them. But it's also know, it's, it's like, also not like we've never thought about it either. We've we've been thinking about this yeah. for like a hundred episodes. So like it's, it's always been something on our mind. Absolutely. Like, and it's, it's the kind of thing we don't want to have someone in just be, okay, you're a woman, you tell us what women think What's about What's the women's things. perspective? Yeah. But yeah. Like we've, you know. we've actually actively avoided books because we don't want to talk about them without, yeah. without a presence. You know? Yeah. Like, so yeah. look, I mean, feedback at behind- A representation. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. We yeah. want to be a more representative show because we recognize that's a big part of the geek audience. So feedback at behindthepanels.net. Um, and if you th- look, if you, if you think, think, if you think you, you are A, a, a big comic fan, yeah. uh, B- you're a female. Yeah. And see, <laughs> and, ideally in Sydney. And so ideally in Sydney. And, you know, realistically, we record most most weeks. It'll be Saturday or a Sunday, so you mm. have to have time free. Um, and sometimes odd times with yeah. those. Um, but, you know, if you think you've got – send us an email. We'll, we, you come Definitely in, something we're guest interested Guest star on, on an episode. See what it's like. See mm. what the reaction is, you know, from people. Yeah. See how we go. Yeah. And, and if you're a, a guy that wants to wear a wig, we're, we're, cool. <laughs> we're, cool. we're cool with that. As if long as you've got a female perspective, <laughs> we're fine. And if you're Bruce Jenner, you're Welcome to come on the show. Right? He, he does identify as a woman he now. Does. So there you Absolutely. go. I think the two Johns are getting ideas. The two of them in a trench coat. They can. Uh, and thirdly, there is no thirdly. A bit, uh, a bit presumptuous of me to make more suggestions. Who the hell am I to come in here telling everyone this and that? Cheers, Scott Cookton. Thank you so much, Scott. That was a really great uh, email. Thank you for listening. I know you've been listening for a while. And uh, yes, we're, I'm basically doing Rat Queens because you've asked for it. So, uh, And I've been meaning to catch up on it. Look, I so, read the first issue of Rat Queens and I really enjoyed that first yeah. issue. I've actually not read any more since then because I wanted to build up for a collection and I just yeah. had time to go back to it. So it gives now me Now that excuse. it's out as a collection, absolutely. Yeah, it gives me an excuse it. to go back to it. So Now, uh, the uh, before we get into what we've been reading, it's always time to listen to a word from somebody's sponsor. Oops. That's not a word from somebody's sponsor. <laughs> listen to a word from somebody's sponsor. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the battle of the superpowers collection. Superpowers figures with power action, each sold separately. The superpowers collection, Superman, the Flash, Lex Luthor, Joker, and other figures with power action, each sold separately, new from Kenner. I think they have powers. And, and they knew apparently, <laughs> 1983. Uh, look, I'm just going to get because there's so many people in this room right now. I'm going to get straight into the what we've been reading. Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. 
read between the lines, bitch. As I always say on a Saturday afternoon, let's get let's start with the Johns. Fellas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you don't read stuff digitally, so I don't know if you get much of a chance to read weekly comics at all. But what do you, what have you guys been reading lately? Well, at the moment, I'm revisiting Mark Wade's Daredevil run just because you know. Daredevil. Have you got up to San Francisco yet, or are you still in Hell's Kitchen? No, I'm still in the good bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as the non-DC um, or Marvel comic book reader, I actually read a lot of web comics. So yeah, okay. Chris Straub has just finished um, Brood Hollow Book Two, and Book Three's just started. So that's been really good. Okay. Yeah, well, just actually on that point, is, is there any uh, web comics that you'd recommend at the moment that are def- apart from that? Yeah. Definitely Brood Hollow. It's um, yeah. he's going for sort of like a Tintin art style theme ah. to it, and it's it's the um, imagery's been really good. It's got a kind of Lovecraftian feel to it as well. Um, you it's just won Dave really over. good. Yeah, Dave is <laughs> nodding over there. Yeah. No, it is seriously really good. He just finished a Kickstarter to actually get a print run for nice. Book Two out, and that's just finished. So yeah, check Did that he make out again. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like within two or three hours. Oh wow, nice. Nice. Okay. Well, that's that's one to check out. Like we we've in terms of the weekly stuff that we've been reading, it's all like Marvel and and DC are all Secret Wars and Convergence at the moment. And we've, we've sort of said this before. I'm, I'm sort of kind of tuning out in, in a heavy way. Like I this, read it really half-assed, but I kind of want to talk about um, uh, one of the big ones that came out, which is sort of part of Secret Wars, but it's a, its own thing as well, which was A Force. Can I just jump in really yeah. quick because I just want to address something from last week's episode that yeah. I wasn't on. I actually love Secret Wars. <laughs> like I'm 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 super positive on Secret Wars. <laughs> just so we just, just, just so we know, so we have context okay, for me. We'll come back like, to that. Yeah, right? It's just that yeah. I just feel as though it's been done before all of this stuff, and it literally not, has been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't. That's the point of it, isn't it? And I'm yeah. not getting anything out of it, and I think it's just a. It, it's almost just like a Marvel moving offices as well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> really, why are you doing this anyway? The, the one of the best things that come out of this is A Force, which is the basically an island of superpowered women, and we've all had that dream, and uh, it's. Uh, Dazzler is—it's it, the first thing that wants to come out of my mouth. Dazzler's in this book. Dazzler! <laughs> you just made Jamie very happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually really good because you got Captain Marvel and you've got Dazzler and you got Ms. America and you've got who else is in it? It's. Uh, I didn't read A Force. Did you read? You read who? Someone yeah, you read like, A Force? Yeah. Yeah, Captain Marvel. I, c- I could actually bring it up in my arm. <laughs> I can make up some names if you want me to. Sharknado. She's amazing. Sharknado's in it. They guys. fight Sharknado and then you know. Wait, wait, wait! They fight Sharknado. Well, they yeah. fight a giant yeah. shark that looks a bit like Sharknado. It was clearly written like you know three months ago when it aired it's more nice I just like, want to say shut really up kind of- and take my money if, they, if, we do an X, if we're doing X-Men versus Sharknado I'm no, on no. board but even better you know what's coming up and this is, this is real Archie versus Sharknado no. Yeah, no, yes. really. Okay, yeah. shut up and take my money on that as well. <laughs> well, speaking of which, there's actually an Archie versus Predator this week. No way, we should do an impromptu John D challenge. Like, <laughs> who, who, oh. would, who would beat the Sharknado? That's right. You're going to issue us a JD, a sorry, a, a, a. <laughs> John D's geek related challenge. You're going to do it something. now. <laughs> you, you're going to issue one for next week. If you want to do it now, just do it. I haven't sorted one. Okay, right, cool. We'll make it up at the end. We'll come back to that. <laughs> we'll come back to it. But speaking of Archie versus things, Archie versus Predator issue two came out this week, and that was actually the one that I. This is what I really wanted out of Archie. This is right. where it goes batshit because it starts with Pop presenting them like a cake at the uh, diner when they well, all return. Well, remember when we left off in issue one? Yeah. The Predator was hiding under the counter. The counter, so. and so they all got there, <laughs> and like Pop's head just explodes, and an eyeball goes like, <laughs> and it just gets like Betty's covered in blood throughout most of this, and and Veronica is like, do you want to go and change so you don't look like a serial killer? You know? <laughs> Did and, they and watch? It's just, 
Sorry? Did Archie and Veronica blush? They, they, they did indeed. You're saying did. Archie and Veronica blush. No, because they were covered in blood. <laughs> that's, that's what you want to see happen in Riverdale, really. It is, absolutely. I mean, this is kind of like, this is way more violent than Archie meets the Punisher. Oh, wow, okay. And it's, it's, it's and I'll, I'll bring it up here while, while we're talking, just so you have an idea of what I'm talking about. But He's it's, looking uh, at his iPad. I'm looking at my, it's, it's on my iPad. Um, <laughs> and then it ends with Jughead in drag going out pretending he's petty. So yeah, that's that's the second page right there, right there. <laughs> I like the sound of it, splut, splut. <laughs> is, there, is there a collection of just all these Archies verses or whatever they have in them? I'm sure these there will I'm be. interested in reading. They, well, you know. some of them, some of them are good, some of them are bad. Uh, Archie, Archie meets Kiss was not good, um, and that's the but- end of Sabrina. Oh, hello, uh, spinal oh. column and all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's the end of her cat. Oh. <laughs> oh, this, is, this, is making, this is making for f- uh, fascinating audio uh, with me just showing pictures to you all guys and going, wow. <laughs> it's a radio show. It's a radio show. But that's, I mean, I, I'm actually really enjoying that now because it's, it's the book that I wanted it to be. Uh, you had a couple of indies this week. Dave. I did. Look, the, the one that actually caught my eye more than anything else, other than the, the titty part two. Um, <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's not a pair sorry, of titties, it's sorry. a pair of ties. It's, it's Dave. Sorry, he started this. Uh, the one that I wanted to talk about, though, was a book called Mother Russia. Yeah, I didn't read um, this one. Now, Mother Russia was by Fubar Press, and it's by Jeff McComsey. Um, and basically, it's a really intriguing little book. It's two short stories uh, about a sniper who is – she's an ex-ballerina, and the the uh, issue is uh, a reporter is trying to interview her about what she does while she's taking out the the Nazis. But what you actually start to realize is that during the 1940s in this uh, – with the Russians – with the Germans invading Russia was that they're actually becoming zombies at the same <laughs> Time. And so she's up in this bell tower just shooting out the zombies. Um, and she'll actually announce in the morning what she wants to do. Like the, one of my favorite lines, she goes, today I, have to ma- today I have to get a colonel. And so she's looking, and then she goes, so there's a major. And he goes, but I thought you wanted to get a colonel. She goes, today's major is tomorrow's colonel. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just this intriguing little, it's, it's a very... Um, uh, it's not dialogue heavy. It's very visual, and it's just it's a really interesting, clever book. And I'm actually curious to see where this goes now. So, <laughs> as Fubar Press is not one that I usually read. No. So. Yeah. Well, this one, uh, the next one I want to quickly talk about is Oh Kill, Oh Kill Strike. Uh, <laughs> I think it was meant to be because it's it's this guy who is a finds that this '90s comic is being sold on eBay. And uh, going for like a hundred thousand dollars, and he realizes he's got a copy in his mother's attic, and it's known as being the worst comic ever written. It's called Kill Strike. It's like typical '90s stuff: huge, muscle-bound people just <laughs> seeking vengeance wherever they go. So he goes oh, so to get stroke. So it's Deathstroke. He yeah. goes to get. He goes to get the comic. He goes to get the comic, and he gets it. And uh, if finally, and he's excited, he's going to pay off his mortgage, and then the character comes to life out of the comic. And, and tracks him home because the only thing he knows how to do is vengeance and tracking people. So he gets there and then he meets him and he says, his wife's like, why is this giant muscle-bound guy um, in, in the room? And, uh, and, and then after his wife leaves, it's, yeah. It's roughly, he goes, your woman, where are her gigantic breasts? I've never seen such a willowy figure in my life. And it goes on, it's quite, it's quite a sharp parody of 90s comics, but um, it is very silly. But I, I quite liked it because I'm I actually silly. read the first, uh, probably about the first quarter of it. And because there was so much out this week, I actually didn't finish reading it. But I will continue and finish reading it. It, it wasn't grabbing me first off the shot. But um, 
with so much else to read, I think it was just I was distracted. So I will go back to it. The one uh, Battle World <laughs> one I did read this week was a Spider Verse tie in, and that was kind of fun. That was uh, odd. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> odd little book. But I like all things Spider Verse at the moment. I like so. the fact that Spider Verse has happened, but none of them remember it. But no. they're kind of get like like I kind of know you. Yeah, <laughs> you guys read the Deadpool one, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I love the Deadpool one. I want to talk about that just yeah, briefly. No, like, um, so I haven't read it yet. So basically, the the Deadpool secret secret was is called that because dead it's Deadpool telling the story of the original Secret Wars and how nobody remembers that it happened and um and he basically inserts himself into the into the original Secret Wars as if he was there all along which he never <laughs> was and so no one tr- takes him with any sort of seriousness but that issue gets the the stamp of approval because of this one moment with Wolverine where Deadpool humiliates Wolverine and Wolverine says 90% of my healing factor is for my pride <laughs> and, uh, and it, it, it's, it's a hysterical issue and it, Colin Barton wrote it um, oh nice oh, yeah. very nice okay cool and I also love Secret Wars so you know tell, tell us about your, your love of Secret Wars Dave because uh, Secret Wars has left both Richard and I a little bit cold so I don't know I'm a, I'm a Hickman fan I like what Hickman did with Avengers you know and remember when we talked about Infinity no, like no. Yeah, see, I, I was a defender. I was a defender of Infinity. Like I, I've, I've enjoyed Hickman's run all the way up. You know, and and we talked about this recently. How the Marvel universe is kind of on the verge of imploding. So this needed to happen. Well, the thing yeah. is, and the like, funny thing is, I I quite liked Secret Wars one when I finally got yeah. around to it. I, I've, I've caught up yeah. on Secret Wars, and I read Secret Wars one, and I thought this is an intriguing idea that the, that there's lots of Thors, and they're basically the police force for the God Doom and the world. Yeah. Is, and this, oh, we got to talk about Jason Aaron's run on that. Well, well. The, the, we didn't talk about the that. setup is fascinating. Yeah. And then I think it doesn't quite live up to the promise. And that's the promise. It's only two issues in. Though. I know, but there's also the tie-ins that go around it as yeah. well. And you kind of look at it just going, it feels so disjointed. that And, and my, on, I, on purpose, I think, at this point. But I guess my problem is at this point is not so much the event itself. I'm evented out. Well, yeah, like exactly. I cannot like my head can't take Well I mean my, my response to that know. is like if you look at what DC is doing with convergence No and that's it's exactly, like that's yeah, just, but I'm in this wait but the I'm combination the of the two it's kind of like if if Secret Wars had come first hmm. maybe I'd be more invested in it but the fact that I've just been through four weeks of convergence and I got this on top of it and it's an almost identical yeah. Uh, scenario, which is you know a bunch of uh, heroes from different time periods in different worlds oh. are all on the same planet and they're all going to fight each other. Uh, I've, yeah, just, uh, I've literally just been here. the same story. The, the no, well, not yes, no, and no. yes and no, yeah. Like the the Marvel universe has been building towards this since like the Marvel reboot. Since the Pretty Marvel much, now, yeah. which like is the whole idea of the universe is colliding. Yeah, and I like that story. Don't get me wrong, I like that story. It's been building to the since Hickman took over Avengers. Yeah, yeah. so basically, it's yeah. going back quite a while. Yeah. So. but I'll use the analogy I used the last time uh, we talked about Secret Wars: is that Marvel is basically taking uh, an old painting and they're they're reformatting it. They're just yeah. they're just fixing up all the damages and they're putting it there. Whereas DC's taking a perfectly fine painting and just repainting it like from the yeah. get go into something entirely different. I, I might. It's like like Marvel's restoring the glory, and DC is just like, yeah, we'll just we'll just chuck it out. There might be in the main title, but I think my problem is all the tie-ins. So I think I have to stop reading the tie-ins with Secret World unless yeah. the one I'm really interested in them, and then just so. read the main yeah. story. But where is the main story going now? Is there a Secret Wars issue three coming out, or is there? No, it's gone to Battle World. It's gone to Battle World yeah. now. No, no, so. no, no. There's uh, Secret Wars is a bi-monthly. 
I believe. Oh, okay. Like, bi-weekly. It's Secret Wars 3 will be out next week. Oh, good. Okay, and so Battle thought, World will be Because at the, the end of Secret Wars 2, so it says forth. continued in Battle World. So yeah, well, it's like... Yeah, it's an event. I mean, like, yeah. we all know how to read these things. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we don't like them, but, like, it's it's an event. Oh, here we go. Secret Wars yeah. reading order. <laughs> I'm bringing yeah. it up now. So, like, we need a list. All right. Uh, but, I mean, uh, Secret, Secret Wars, Wars is like... It's like going uh, in... It's like saying, oh, I really like the Rolling Stones, but you're going to go and buy the best of. You know, we've got a reading list here. Hold da, 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 da. No, they're giving you all the history of all the things you should be <laughs> I don't reading. Want all the history. Great radio. To get up just, to just, date just, with yeah. it. And I just no. think, oh, you guys recording why, why, why are you doing car, it? Right? Why are you doing that? I, I'm just going to say, like, I, I think it's really well drawn, and we all know that I love Esad Ribbage. Oh, the artwork is beautiful. You know, like, and then, like, I think it's really well written. I think the dialogue and the handling of the characters is really good. Like, like I'm not just saying this, that I like this just out no, of, no, like, no. You guys don't. I'm going to be no, the no, contrary no. And, opinion. And I know you like, like Hickman. So yeah, I, and yeah. I know that this. I just is gonna, legitimately like yeah, it. Like this it's is fun, gonna, you know? this is going to give. There's going to be something more in this for you than there yeah. will be for me because I haven't been following Hickman's run because, as you know, I I have a lot of trouble with Hickman's yeah. writing. And it's not that he's a bad writer. Don't get me wrong. I think Hickman's actually more intelligent than me. That's the problem. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, think the problem with yeah. Hickman is, as I say, we need a whiteboard and we need, you know, protractors and, and rulers to yeah. actually be able to map out yes, the universe. Yes, you do. You do. Like, yeah. like, I'd be lying if I said I haven't gone to Wikipedia and to map bits out of how to read it. Pins like, and try and figure yeah. it all out. And the thing is, when I, there's part of me that if we hadn't had all these other events, I would invest myself into it and go, mm. yeah, here's the event, right? Yeah. But the fact that we get an event every two months at the moment, I'm sitting there going, yeah. all right, another one? Do I have to, let's wipe yeah. the board down yeah. and start yeah. again. I couldn't find a reading right. list, but this is like the main series is eight issues, right? And then they're listing, he, these are all the tie-in issues and I am not going to read all of those. I did read a couple of these. To just understand. Most of these tie-ins are reprints or retellings of the old stories. They're not. These are these original stories just set in like, you know, Civil War by Charles Saul, or or it's uh, Guardians of Nowhere by Bendis, or um, The House of N by yeah. Dennis Hopeless, I or X Men '92, which I'm kind of interested in, by Chris Sims. You know, yeah, uh, I mean, but like, like, look at like Convergence. You just pick your side, really. It's where yeah. it's, where well, it's coming no, down don't to. Get me, I don't mean, get me like, wrong, like Dave. I just I just wanted to touch on something Dave was saying about having yeah. to read all this stuff. It's like. My side of the coin is I, I dropped Convergence, everything. Like yeah. I, I'm not reading the main title because I have to read all this Secret yeah. Wars stuff. Yeah. Like, um, and I'm the same with Secret Wars because yeah. I'm reading all the Convergence yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. just, that's just where it came me, down. With me, it's not like, I got to know. a point where it's like I'm reading core books. So like with Convergence, I'm now reading just the Convergence book mm. and I've just ditched all of the side that's stuff. That said, Convergence ends next week. So we can, we can maybe catch up and concentrate <laughs> on Secret Wars after yeah. that. Yeah. But then we've got Divergence. Uh, is, okay. that, is that real? But I, I just, I just want to, I just want to drop in because they revealed who the, the identity of the female four was uh, last oh, week. Oh, they did and too. I, and yes. I wasn't here because Jason Aaron's run on that is like my favorite comic yeah. book. We are that in Marvel complete does. agreement with this. Yeah. So um, uh, the latest run yeah. of Thor is amazing. Yeah. Like mm. I've, I've been on I'm that way title behind. Yeah. Oh, you got to catch. It's up. only seven yeah. issues or something. I don't so have to do it's, anything. It's eight. You don't. You don't. Yeah. No, I just wanted to mention it because that's been something. I've and for been, those I've who are those are a bit month, like, a bit confused, this is the female Thor. The yeah. Planet. So this yeah. is the current run where, she, yeah. where some mysterious woman is picking. Oh, up I know the, the spoiler. I know who. Yeah, that we is. do. Yeah, we, so so we don't need to say it. On, it's on actually the, been yeah, revealed yeah. now. So the latest issue is we finally found out yeah. who it is. But, yeah. but and it's, it's kind of obvious when you think about it. But yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And you you guys had something to say about about it? Like, um, have you guys been reading? You were like, oh yeah. 
I've never read a Thor in my life, but I was just really excited when it turned out this person is the woman that's ah, the actual female yeah. Thor after yeah. I read who it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I saw who it was when they announced it and everything else, and I was like, yeah, yeah that, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see Jean Grey with the hammer. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier's back. <laughs> what? Xavier's back <laughs> and in drag. He's, he's, he's yeah, the, his death. The again. trial of Jean Grey was just <laughs> her with a hammer, just just gaveling it out. You know. Uh, but uh, but I, I last thing on this, I know because we're harping on about it, but like to me, Secret is a massive massive thing in the world of comics i think it's like the biggest thing that's happening in in mainstream comics like in in a long time because Except convergence be, well but convergence isn't because <laughs> Conver- convergence is not what it could have been because what, yeah. what convergence does wrong is it doesn't give you what you want it doesn't say goodbye to the universe that you spent so long with whereas this thing here is like an absolute love letter to like the history of marvel like in the way that convergence just wishes it was you know, and um, and that's why I think it's such a big deal because if they're ending it in the way that they're ending it, then this is it. This I just, is- I guess, I don't fully believe that neither DC or Marvel are ever going to end no, the universe. No, they're not. They're going to. It's going to reform. It's this is all readjust. just a sales point, you know. To me, yeah, it's I just. It's I, don't, just I, don't, I don't find this hey, cynical. Civil War was really successful. Let's see if we can find a way of printing more Civil War. Yeah, but stuff, see, see that's know? that's the difference in opinion because I look at them doing the Civil War story, and the no, I said my, it was yeah. fact. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess whatever. No, no, no. It's, yeah. No, I, I take your point. Like, it's my, just my, the- my point is just like... Um, like that Civil War was a massive thing for the Marvel world. Like, And it's over. But, no, but like... they, Yeah, I guess. It, and actually, I guess this is the bigger point. Are those events still big if they keep dipping back into the well every 10 years with them? Like, it, is, it, is it like... You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, Secret Wars did have Secret Wars 2 and it was shit and it failed because it was kind of like you couldn't rebottle the genie, you know? And and is this just kind of... To me, I'm just really cynical about events. Yeah, no, point. I guess so. Yeah. But like, um, but DC's doing it a lot worse, in my opinion. No, I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah. I, think, I agree, but I think the combination at the moment of DC doing it poorly... And, and Marvel be it a cynical marketing ploy to kind of, of ultimately streamline the Marvel Universe with the movies, you mm. know, uh, if that that's how I'm seeing it. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, the combination of those two things together makes me want to abandon, you know, mainstream comics mm. and then just read nothing but image for the rest of my life. No, I get it. Know? I get it. I just, or go I, back I just, and read um, all of these. Like, uh, I guess to, to, me, to me the part of the problem is, is more in line with when you have someone shepherding comic books, you have... You basically have Jonathan Hickman defining the run of Marvel since Marvel now. All the other writers have to fall into place, adjust to it. Except Their stories are blocked off. Except apparently Bendis who does this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is yeah. the kind of thing. Is like when you look at Secret Wars, like whether or not we like what it's doing, it, it has clearly been built up to. It's it's not just been changed. Like That's true. Like from... from Avengers number one and new Avengers number one. It, that's where it began. And I yeah. will say, yeah, I am like, looking forward to Howard yeah. the Human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Howard the Duck was in De- in Deadpool for yeah. a bit. Oh, really? I, look, yeah. I think I think the, the, the I think, I think yeah. the issue is we keep coming back to one's doing it better than the other. I think the bottom line is it's the overall eventitis that we're actually suffering yeah. from at the yeah. moment, which is I don't think convergence or secret wars are particularly necessary events at this point. No. And I sit yeah. there and I look at it going, can we just tell the stories? Do we have to have yeah. major earth shattering, universe changing, altering, you know, 
events yeah. every six months. It's kind it's of like, it's kind of like trying to appease two camps: yeah. those who love continuity and those who want to do away with it. Yeah, at the same and time, I just you kind know? of feel like you know, I just once I get involved in a book, I'd like to be able to have a run of that book. Yeah, and at the moment, we're never getting a true run on yeah. anything guess, because as soon as we read it for six months, they change it. again. I guess I'm know? just trying to be a little bit open minded because, like, I I don't necessarily like it. Like you know, like what you're saying about like why does everything have to be a massive world shattering yeah. event? It's like well, it shouldn't be, and I kind of don't want it to be. But at the at the end of the day, like I see good writing and good stories. Yeah, and, and look, so I, I can't I can't not like appreciate it. Yeah, you know? like, and I think if I, I was going to take like, if I was going to take one camp yeah. or the other, because I've been reading both. It's like moment. a movie. It's like that looks shit. Yeah, if I was going to take one camp or the other, it, I think you know? Secret Wars is actually is actually better for me personally. It is actually uh, better structured than. Convergence. Mm. I think Convergence is a mess. Oh, I, Convergence I, is an absolute. I mess. don't know what they're and I'm, doing. I'm not. I'm not yeah. comparing the two at all. Yeah. Because I don't know what they're doing. And if I was going to take, pick one over the other, I'd probably take Secret Wars. I just, I kind of just want to go back to some simplicity for mm. a while. Yeah. So cool. I think yeah. that's what's so refreshing yeah. about Silk and Spider Gwen. Yeah, is just, the fact that they were just yeah. these standalone, yeah. simple yeah. hero books. But this, is, go, this, is the same, this is the same thing <laughs> I was harping on about last time we talked about Secret Wars. Is that you're not going to go back to simplicity. You're going to go back to the X-Men completely divided. Like you're going to go back to Scott Summers being, um, you know, a bad guy. Mm. You're going to go back to like nothing. There's no sense of continuity. Everything's all over the place. Like that's what you're going to go back to. That's the stories that are going to be continued to be told. Like mm. in, in this completely split messed. Well, there's a, yeah. there's like, a bigger well, argument to be like, said if you're going to run. So I, think, I think Marvel, sorry, Richard, just uh, I think Marvel's intention is like, we're going to just slate it. We're going to clear it off. Well, it's true because the, the, yeah. the bigger question is if you're going to run a, a story continuously to, for 50 to 80 years, of course it's going to be confu- a big confusing mess by when they, some of these stories started in 1938. Mm. You know, some of these stories are just going to end up as – I mean, like DC needed to reboot, but yeah. they did that, but now they're doing it again. And yeah. Marvel kind of did a soft reboot a few years ago and now they're doing it hardcore. Mm. But the cynic in me says, well, DC did this five years ago. Yeah, but you know what's absolutely the worst thing about it is that you look at the top 20 selling comics. And they're all... The, they're all it's Saga at the top and the rest is all Convergence Yeah, title. it has been. It has been. You know, and, yeah. and it's like, they won. No, no, no. You but know, Chris, like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Secret Wars isn't out in, wasn't out in April. I, I guarantee you that the May list, will, be, which is the next ones mm. we're waiting on, the top 10 will be Saga and a bunch of Secret Wars books. I like yeah. how it's always Saga and Saga yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Just no. a quick thought, guys. What Dave was saying about leaving the X-Men sort of in shambles after it, do you think maybe that's a deliberate thing that the comics Ooh, are doing to yeah. undercut the movies being not in their camp to like lower their credibility or it popularity? Does seem I, think, that way. I think definitely with the Fantastic Four issues yeah because they ended the Fantastic Four yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they were like you're gonna Fox is gonna mess with it we're gonna just yeah delete we're gonna make it a property I I don't think Marvel is in a position to cancel X-Men because it is a cash cow for them but they aren't making any more new mutants they're they're I think they're they're just Writing status quo on yeah. it because they don't want to give Fox any more ammunition, I think, I think, but they can't yeah. cancel. I think there's. Sorry, I've got a lot to say on this, but I, I figure since I'm not going to be on the Arrow Flash part, I can just talk <laughs> now. Like, um, you know, but like, that's the kind of thing is like, like we're talking about a huge web here. Like, you know, pardon the pun. Like, you know, there's so so much going on that there's like how many writers are on board each of these things? At least in Secret Wars, they're bringing on people that actually wrote these stories. Yeah, you know. Whereas in Convergence, it's like, hey, you can't have any of the characters that you love and know. You can't even have Batman like put in the, in um, priority. Like, really, you know, like um, 
like who's the who's the predominant person in, in Convergence? The main title. It's mostly Superman. It, it, it's, and and Dick Grayson. Oh, in the main title, in the main yeah. Title. Oh, the main title, yeah. It's Dick Grayson. It's, it's basically it's actually the Earth Two characters are the main yeah. people. So it's it's all the people yeah. who escaped from the Earth Two book, which is uh, Dick Grayson, um, Jay Earth, Garrick, yeah. um, mm. um, uh, Alan, Scott, Alan Scott. It's and, just ending. It's just yeah. ending. World's End, right? Basically, like yeah, it is. Uh, it uh, is wrapping Earth Two and World's End. It's just like Convergence. I can see why they're doing it, and I yeah. can see why Secret Wars is happening. But the, I just kind of think that mainstream comics are in this place where it's it's either we have to self detonate and restart again. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what I'm well, saying. I'm just yeah exhausted with all that. Yeah, yeah. and then, like the kind of thing is like it is exhausting. It's super exhausting. It's like the feeling that, and I'm sure you've got gotten this all week as well. Yeah. You, you open your iPad and there's just a hundred bloody yeah comics, and you and you're just like. Because the thing that people like, need to understand is yeah. that we do this, we read these every week. Yeah. Like we keep trying to keep up with all this stuff and we're people who are invested in trying to read all this stuff every week. Mm-hmm. A casual reader coming into comics, like who's just come off Age of Ultron, they go to the they go to the newsstands go, what are the latest Marvel comics? And it's this. Yeah. You know, this is confusing. Yeah. You know, I just, I just find this really- yeah. it, It's a mess. It is. Yeah. yeah. And that, which I guess is what your point was. They have to do this in yeah. order to- for the next Marvel movie to say, look, we've got this really streamlined, simple thing. Sorry, guys. You're all right, mate. Um, basically, what you're saying, not even necessarily casual fans. I'm a comic. F- don't stare at me like that. <laughs> I uh, couldn't see it's, you. It's not necessarily the comic, like even the casual fans. I'm a comic fan from way back, and I just couldn't be bothered trying to keep up with yeah. all these events week to week. This is why I trade weight everything. Yeah, mm. no, that's that's fair enough. It's partially what keeps me out as well. I mean, I well, I listen to this podcast all the time, and a lot of these stories, I'm like, yeah, that sounds really good. But I think a lot of it, it's just I I see how many issues, or sometimes I have to read for stuff, and I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, I like yeah. these collected trades. I like these collected stories, one off runs and stuff. They're great, but mm. stuff like this, I just I can't wade into. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the the event in general. Forget Secret Wars, forget... Mm. The event in general is not for the casual reader. No. And no. that's the thing. Yeah. Somebody who is a casual reader at the moment, mm. there is nothing in DC And the event you. is a fairly new invention in comics. Like, it's in the last 20 years or so that it's mm. become the, the predominant we method a, of storytelling. We had telling, events you know? in the 80s, but they didn't interfere with all the books as much as they do now. Mm. They were standalones. Like, they were yeah. standalones. You had... I mean, look, okay, Crisis... Crisis on Infinite Earth was kind of the model for everything that's followed. It yeah. was 12 issues with hundreds of tie-ins. But as an example, we've said this on the show before. But it was the, the first one to reshape the universe. Well, exactly. You know? well, when Secret Wars- Sorry, and the- be the exact thing that Dave is describing, uh, which was a love letter to the end of the DC yeah. universe in, uh, for its 50th anniversary, mm. and then start something. And what came out of that- Dark Knight Returns, Longbow Hunters, Man of Steel, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But where I'm not- confident we're going to see that coming out the other side of these what we're going to see is stuff like um a kind of half rebooted you know bits of the stuff you liked because we kind of want to keep the people from before and all Mm. that sort of stuff Mm. i'm not confident we're going to see bold new directions after this we're just going to see a return to you know x-men in crisis that's what i'm worried about too so an an, an event in the 80s a shape of an event in the 80s would we talked about this before when the first secret wars happened the very original marvel secret marvel superhero secret wars one issue so i was reading spider-man at the time issue ends with uh, a doorway opening up and spider-man goes what's that and goes through and it says to find out what happens read secret wars one yeah okay then you pick up the next issue of spider-man one month later and he comes out the door and goes wow what an adventure (laughs) and that's it you're done yeah so if you were a casual reader you never had to read secret wars 
Yeah. You, you yeah. could just bypass it completely. But for the next 12 months, those who were could collect secret wars to find out what happened in that period yeah. of time, you know? And that was, I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea that the event happens and you don't have to read it. Yeah. It's not going to affect the rest yeah. of you the world. You still way. want to be a Spider-Man reader. You can just keep doing that. You just that. keep yeah. going, yeah. you know? The, the way I've been thinking about events and all, and all the tie-ins lately is like sort of changed to how I used to think about it because it always used to be like, we got to break the boundaries. Like we, we should smash through and we should like change the universe up and like that's the purpose of events where it's I think like instead of trying to like smash through this wall why don't they just park the car like then you know like like, like seriously it's like yeah, yeah you know like seriously right like don't you agree like st- I think what comics needs is something that nobody wants to mention is it needs status quo yeah it needs cliche that's it what needs, I was saying it needs, yeah, it needs because, because the kind of yeah. thing is like you look at what um what Roddenberry did with Star Trek right where it's like there's some very specific parameters to how that universe works but yet it gets away with doing everything. Mm. It's like these limitations allow for the best stories told. I'll actually go it's even like, better. I know? think Doctor Who's an even better example that you can, it has a very definite canon, but every week it can be a ghost yeah. story. It can be a horror mm. story. It can be time straight time travel. It can be hard sci-fi. Mm. It can be fantasy. And yet it all kind of fits because yeah. there are there is a status quo. There are rules behind that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's just like the kind of thing, all you need is a, is a, is a calendar on the wall of the office. That yeah. just says this month the characters are here. Do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like honestly, really, yeah. like it really does feel like that, you know. And like maybe just yeah, like have a vacation, you know. Because the standout what titles, yeah. the standout <laughs> titles in the middle of all that are ones that is going. Yeah, you have your secret wars. I'm just going to keep finishing my story yeah. over here. You know, so it, it is. And good. like, frankly, like maybe someone like, like Jeff Johns you know, did with uh, yeah. Green Lantern. It's yeah, exactly you, what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe I think like Jonathan Hickman m- might should just maybe not write as much. Like, like you know, instead of writing like five books a week that you have to read, maybe just streamline into one. Mm. You know, it can like, be eighty pages. I'm fine with that. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but like that's the kind of thing is because you end up in a situation. Say you have a really busy week, like I had last week, right? I still have not been able to read anything that came out last week, but Jason Aaron's latest issue on yeah. four. Like I haven't read Saga. I haven't read all these titles that I want to read. You, know? you didn't like, read Saga? No, I still have not read oh Saga. Oh my God. You know, because, because of this. Because like you yeah. lose a week and you, you you don't just lose a week, you lose a hundred issues. Anyway. We're going to be, like, we, we will be talking we will about talk Secret Wars more uh, over the next couple of months. Was but that we not should... the pick? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and next week on Give Behind the yeah. send, send some feedback, people. Seriously. Uh, if you're listening, what do you think of Secret yeah, Wars? Yeah, what do you like, think of uh, events? You know, Secret Wars, Convergence? Yeah, do it. Send it in. Feedback at BehindThePanels.net or the Skype numbers we mentioned before and we'll mention again. Okay, it's time for the news headlines. An all-new, all-different Marvel has been teased by the publisher for fall 2015 as part of the eight months later campaign. Craig Borton, who co-wrote Dallas Buyers Club, has been hired by Sony to pen the script to the adaption of IDW Zombies vs. Robots. Damaris Films has plans to develop George A. Romero's Marvel comic series Empire of the Dead for the small screen. DC Comics will launch a new Bombshells ongoing series in August from Marguerite Bennett based on the line of retro statues. The Glyph Black Comics Award winners were announced this week, with Shaft by David F. Walker and Bilquis F. Evely named the best story of the year. Keep Cross won the best writer with Day Black, while Nelson Blake II took out the best artist for Artifacts. Lego has announced that Bane, Joker, Harley Quinn and more will receive their own minifigure sets as part of the Lego Dimensions game tie-in pieces. You have my permission to buy. <laughs> uh, the Walking Dead and Outcast scribe Robert Kirkman has been added to the writer's room to help shape the upcoming Transformers film and its sequels. Really? 
Yeah, really. <laughs> Yay, more Transformers As you probably guess, yeah. it was a really slow news week. <laughs> does, does that mean Please that, tell uh, me that's not a talking point. <laughs> does that mean that's time the, for a... Oh, we'll be talking about it Oh dear! Um, I think I might just pretend that I've seen Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay on. We'll just stay just in the room. Your way through it. We'll just work this out. Um, I think I somehow it's taken us forty-three minutes to get. Actually, that's not unusual these days. No, is no, it? really. And really. now we're going to cover two seasons of television. <laughs> it's really easy to cover two seasons of television though, because we just ignore most of Arrow and just talk about Flash. Flash. I, I think that'll be the case. Arrow had like six good episodes. Yeah, we'll cover yeah. those in about five minutes. That's all right. They all had the first, the middle, and the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time for the pick of the week. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. This season on Arrow. I was told once that a man can't live by two names. I thought that I could be me and the Arrow, but I can't. I see it in your eyes. The struggle you have with your dual identity. I'm the demon's head. I want you to take my place. I want you to become the next race. I'll go. Oliver Queen is the arrow. I got you now, you son of a bitch. There is no more arrow. Ross took that from you. Take your rightful place as heir to the demon. And rest shall go. I'll bring your sister back. All this time I've been struggling with who I am. You recognize this? The Alpha and Omega bioweapon. We'll unleash this on Starling City. My son was killed by the fires. Grace intends to use on your city. You have to you have to My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. When I was a child, I saw my mother killed by something impossible. My father went to prison for her murder. Then an accident made me the impossible. To the outside world, I am an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, I use my speed to fight crime and find others like me. And one day I'll find who killed my mother and get justice for my father. That day is today. So that's it. That's our summary of the two seasons of television. I think that says just about everything we need to say. Good night, everybody. <laughs> After that opening, it just reminded me of something. Um, what is an ordinary forensic scientist? Because every time I'm in media, I see a forensic scientist. They're not really that ordinary. No. <laughs> they, there's usually, but actually, he's ordinary because he's the only one who's not like a, a goth girl who's <laughs> who's always kind of going, yeah, I'm playing World of Warcraft, but I can do your forensic scientist for you. Yeah, but and he Polly doesn't put his sunglasses on and make a pun. What was that, John? <laughs> he doesn't put his sunglasses on and make a pun at the start of every case. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> I was to say the Polly Parrot in uh, the the uh, the. NCIS or whatever it was, she, yeah. was, she was lovely. So, was she now? But she was a she was a goth girl. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! She actually went so uh-huh. far as to wear uh-huh. a spiked uh-huh. collar and everything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wasn't she like in her forties when she started yeah, playing she that was. role? She yeah. didn't look really. Anyway, no, she that's was not awesome. the point of the conversation. Wow. Okay, well, the thing about season three of Arrow, let's just start this other back. As you probably heard from that little clippy thing at the start, it was I wasn't all, listening. It was all over the <laughs> shop. Like it started off with. Um, like Arrow being embraced by the city and he's a hero now and he takes up the name But not Arrow. being Green Arrow. And we should actually st- – not being Green Arrow, but we should start by saying that this next half – seven hours that we're going to talk about the shows <laughs> is spoilers. 
Because yeah, we so can't you, talk about two seasons of television without spoiling. If you watching the two seasons of these shows, stop right now and come back to us later because we will be talking spoilers. And we're jumping all over the place. Good, because Thea suits up as Speedy at the end of the last episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's go straight yeah. to it. He's going and straight to the end sploosh. then. <laughs> oh, it was. Skip right, well, to if the we're, end. If we're going to skip to the end like that. Can we talk about the two most awkwardly wedged in cameos in television history? Yeah, okay. Yeah, first, was first, real. first in The Flash. Yes. In the out of nowhere, Oliver Queen just slides in and goes, I'm here to help. It's like, weren't you just off doing the Raja cool thing? Did you just like walk down the road or something like that? And then the second one was in the Arrow episode where the Flash turns up and they go, are you going to help us? He goes, uh, no, I've actually got somewhere else to be. But he actually telegraphed it and said, I've got to go have a very awkward conversation with Harrison Wells. <laughs> Tune in next week on CW. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'm sorry, all the crossovers have actually been pretty good up until now, but those two are really yeah, awkward. Yeah, I've liked every other crossover so yeah. far but those ones were just tacked in for the like oh we're right in the end we, we better we just need to just better remind you <laughs> hey we're the same show <laughs> but that- the crossover I did love was when um, Ray Palmer in the suit turned up in Central City that was hilarious yeah <laughs> And he just sort of awkwardly lands in a in an yeah. alleyway somewhere. Yeah, no, that was, and that's the thing with Arrow. So much happened, and, and it felt almost as though a lot of this stuff happened to set up other shows. But at the same time, it felt like nothing was happening. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay, well, let's just do a quick summary because it started off with like uh, Arrow's a hero now, and then in episode two. I think it was that oh. early. Was it that early? Yeah, we we two. we lo- actually no. It's at the end of episode one because th- that that's happening in episode two according to the Wikipedia summary. The uh, at the very end of episode one, as we said, spoilers and all, um, Sarah Canary gets killed. Sarah and at that point, <laughs> well, I we gave have up to on distinguish it <laughs> from Laurel Canary. <laughs> yeah, JD wanted to stop watching it. I, I was like, you know what? Sarah's dead. No Canary. I was out. Yeah, and that was the weirdest thing as but well. I watched it the next week anyway. And of I and, did. And, and it was kind of a weird move because we always kind of knew that the diner is sort of meant to be the canary and all that sort of stuff in, in comics lore. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this was a surprise for me. <laughs> you guys almost kissed then. That was we awesome. We did. It was beautiful because we're sharing a microphone. No, what I secretly in the back of my head wanted to happen, I wanted Laurel to get killed off and for Sarah to start calling herself Dinah as tribute to her dead sister. And then we could have the or good. Or her ki- mother. Her mother was Dinah too. That's her mother true. was River from Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking. About Spoiler her name yeah, her name is Dinah. Was Dinah? <laughs> yeah. So I thought. That I thought would... when they're going to introduce her, she'd be Canary because she'd look awesome. They said that her name was Dinah. <laughs> I never saw a woman look finer. <laughs> Come on, sing it with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Welcome no. to behind karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that starts off. I mean, that that kicks the season off with a big jolt, and then you get this whole story where they go to Corto Maltese looking for the killer, and and they've got they're, they're trying to. That's right. He's focusing on trying to bring Thea home. At this point, because she's buggered off with the yeah. dad, which is Merlin, and that's that's I've almost forgotten half of this stuff because it happened so early. Yeah, some of these where, things- where, where did the the narrows start getting taken over? That was introduced fairly. The what? So the narrows? I think it was while he was away. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. The you got that happening. Wasn't that the first season? No, 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 no. With, this um, is, uh, with, uh, with Brick. With Brick. Oh. With the Juggernaut. With Brick, you know? Because we should say, broadly speaking, you start off with with Sarah's death and them investigating that and bringing Thea back. And then Brick takes over the Narrows briefly. For like a day. For like a day. And then they have that sort of run for about three episodes where that happens. And then you bring in the uh, Rachel Ghoul storyline. Um, that comes in that the start of that because at the end of the mid-season break he's killed off by Rachel Gill seemingly and then we come back after the mid-season break and it's like oh no he's, he's landed on a ledge <laughs> and, uh, he's okay much he's better. I'm not dead, I'm not dead. <laughs> I feel happy 
<laughs> Even though they actually did say in the in the mid season teaser. Oliver Queen is dead. Yeah. It's like, no, he wasn't. Sent. And everyone just assumed it was going to be, oh, it's going to be a Lazarus pit. And then it wasn't. And then they used it later in a beautiful swerve, which was actually really well done. And that gave them an excuse to do a flipped episode where it was like uh, the flashback was in Starling City and the current day stuff was on the island. Oh, that was ridiculous, point. wasn't yeah. it? And that storyline happened. And then that built up to him having to go and face Rachel Ghoul uh, again in Nanda Parbat, which Nanda Parbat seems to be either 20 minutes away from Star- Starling City. It is just down the road. You, or, you pass like two Starbucks on the way there. And it's, it's a long, arduous climb up a mountain that could kill you, depending on well, how long the episode to, was According to be. his cameo in the last episode, it was about 20 minutes down 20 the road. 20 minutes down the road. It's, they worked out a way to get there quickly. It's like, you know, if we if we cut through Central City, <laughs> uh, we can be in Nanda Parbat by nine and be out. It's be just home. a suburb of Coast City. It's, <laughs> it's like well, Coast City Heights. And Coast City has apparently great pizza. So, you know. <gasps> oh, does Coast it ever. City Heights. I want to see that show. That'd be perfect on the CW. There oh, my go. God. <laughs> just Carol Ferris just going, going oh through my her day. Oh, my God. I don't know if Hal's going to talk to me this week. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He's disappeared again. <laughs> I would watch this. Make it, CW. Make it. His jewelry's nicer bug- than mine. <laughs> bugger, these, bugger these two episodes. Let's talk about this fictional show. But you know what? You can, you can bring in the Cara Zarell from the Supergirl show, which we didn't even mentioned the breaking news from overnight with that's with what's happened with Supergirl. Oh, what's happened what, with Supergirl? Oh, the leaked with the leaked pilot episode. That's true. Actually, yeah. look, I actually I have, I have a theory about this leaked episode, which is the same. Because the Flash was leaked. The Flash was leaked about three months before its release as well. I have a funny. See how feeling, we brought that back to that. Yeah, I have a funny <laughs> feeling that uh, the uh, the producers of these series. Um, mm. They tend to purposely leak these. I think this yes. is like their test screening because they're <laughs> high resolution. They're not like some poor. Because apparently, thing. there's no logo. There's, there's no, no watermarks I, no, on it. Be fair, yeah. I have not seen this yet, but I, I have heard about it. And uh, but I've been told it's very high resolution. It's it, and so was the Flash one when that got released. And if you remember the Flash when it finally did hit screens, did have some minor tweaks done to it. Yeah. So it's like they listened to the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> and they've they've polished it up. I guarantee you, Legends of Tomorrow is going to drop in the same way. Yeah, oh, probably. yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, Although Legends of Tomorrow is the shortest series, so it may not. I think that's why we're also getting like 23-minute first look <laughs> trailers well, as we've, well. We've seen pretty much all of Legends of Tomorrow, haven't we? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Because that was like, I'm surprised how much of the effects work and stuff was done on that, like already. Like it's already ready. It's not coming out until next year. So that's that's weird. It's not. When, like when is it actually 2016, they is said. Is it next year? Yeah. So it's probably going to drop November? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll drop. It'll drop at the mid-season break of Supergirl. Yeah, next year. <laughs> that would probably be the best place to put it. But um, yeah, Arrow season three and Flash season one was what we were talking. about. We were talking yeah. about those, not these other shows After that haven't Secret been Wars. made yet. Uh, yeah, no, because the thing is, and I guess my big thing with Arrow season three is, and when you're comparing the two shows, we we see the Flash starting, which pardon the pun, literally hits the ground running hmm. and is an amazing first... And, and and I'll say it now, it is probably the best first season of superhero television I've ever seen. It's It comes out you fully know. formed. Fully it, formed, yeah. yeah. He is the, from, from, at the end of episode one, he is the Flash. Yeah. You know. And they're not afraid to call him the Flash. Yeah. Uh, whereas all these other series, they dance well, actually, around Actually, no, he's the streak for a while. Yeah. No, for like five minutes. For about yeah. five minutes. And then he's, but he's in the suit. I love that. It's a beautiful last line in the last episode where he goes and she yeah. goes, what, not the streak? He goes, a name I'm not not sorry that's gone. Gone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing, though, and you pointed it out to me about halfway through the season. Everyone's like, yep, all the Flash's villains are there. All the characters are there. What's left? Which we yeah. now know they've all gotten back out of the prison and then they can all come back as threats. But at the time, it felt like they were just churning through everything for yeah. the sake of it. Also, it, also with that with that yeah. finale to the Flash, we're going to be opening up, excuse the pun, whole new world. Well, we literally, and they've, they've said flat out, season two, we're exploring the multiverse. Yeah. Well, the fact that we saw the helmet come through at the end yeah. uh, is 
like saying there's more to this. You yeah. Know? Well, because I think what what happens by you you firmly establish the comic book law, you firmly establish the the Speed Force. Yep. Throughout this, all these all these concepts which really only got introduced in the comics like decades later by Jeff Johns in, in Rebirth. Mm. You know, this stuff is like now firmly television canon. Yeah. It's in there. And so the fact that the Speed Force has been established as a thing by the end of the first season means we have, you know, uh, Reverse Flash's origin story as, as canon now. The fact that we saw Jay Garrick's helmet come flying through the Speed Force means because the Speed Force is now being created, it means that Jay Garrick exists somewhere in the multiverse, and all that sort of stuff happens. So it's it's all it's all there, like all yeah, these I things. Think, are I think we're also you know? heading into multiverse territory because I think Supergirl, which is by the same producers but a different network, I think we're aiming for the idea that she's probably in a multiverse. Well, this is something uh, John has been saying. I have been saying this for a while now. Yeah. Now it's it's all connected. They're all they're going for what's that DC thing called again? Crisis. 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 That's it. I'd mind like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree with you because I, because if you look at Supergirl, you go, that cannot exist in the same world that we know of already mm. because superpower beings are new yeah. and yet we establish in that trailer that Superman's already been around for a yeah. while. Yeah. So it can't be in the Arrow Flash's world. Or they world. could keep them completely separate. I mean, I, I mean, in, in our heads, we can create our own fan canon and say Gotham's in its own multiverse and, and uh, or doesn't oh, exist Gotham. at all. And Constant, Constantine, there's talk that they were going to bring Constantine, the character, into um, Arrow season mm. four. Yeah, but uh, he, he's he's like Stephen Bell's just always on Twitter. Just, he just wants to be in more shows. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Bell goes, I'll cameo in the Justice League film. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I desperately want him in that universe. Yeah. But, you know, it's not going to happen because they've no, already cast. Because they've already got a flash. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But it means we have two Barry Islands. I was saying Multiverse. Crisis. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Multiverse. All connected. <laughs> Of course it is. <laughs> By the end of the Justice League film. <laughs> Go on, Dave. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we should explain we should to people, yes. for, for people, Dave has not actually watched The Flash or Arrow. So, that's so why we're he, spoiling it completely. That's why, he's, yeah. been, that's why yeah. he's being very quiet yeah. during this. Half of what you say makes zero sense to me. <laughs> we should actually, well, Don't that, worry. Well, that's the point. If it's not making any sense to you, for those of you who have not seen either of these shows, we should probably do some, some explaining yes, please. around this. Uh, so Arrow is a show on television. <laughs> well, the man who <laughs> has a bow that shoots arrows. You'll find it on the picture box. On the, on the picture wireless. Use the term correctly. I'm, I'm surprised that the little man who lives in the TV also lived in your TV. Like the same little men live in your TV. And they run exhausted. really fast. <laughs> well, he is the Flash. That's right. That's how they like, justify it. <laughs> but the thing is with, with Arrow Season 3, and this is, this is the point we were making before, Arrow Season 3 is shaky, but I wonder what Flash Season 3 will be like. Because you couldn't ha- we couldn't have had the Flash as it stands like – come out of the, the gate as a fully formed running. superhero, coming out the gate running, absolutely, without the universe being established in the first two seasons of um, Arrow. It didn't have to do a pilot. It didn't have to do an extensive origin. They did the origin story in Arrow and then just recapped it at the start of The Flash. You know what I think was an absolute low point of Arrow Season 3 and I'm sick to death of? Yeah. The flashbacks. They're doing nothing for me anymore. Oh, no, they're really not. And that's what I was wondering because Fla- The Flash, flashbacks, Flash, The Makes Flash sense. has no flashbacks. No. And it's actually really refreshing. Actually, had it, a couple, just a straight- it had a couple towards the end where they were flashing back to his time in the hospital and Harrison Wells visiting him. And true, but, him true but they're not flashbacks to another time. They're flashbacks to just him... At the beginning, yeah, they went like five years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's like yeah. we're not telling two concurrent stories, no. which is a very lost thing to do. Um, mm. And I believe that the 
producers. I think there was something involved in in this anyway. But I mean, if you it's a very big trend on TV right now yeah. because if you actually watch, I mean, I've been watching. You know, I've been watching Once Upon a Time that follows exactly the same formula as well. It's taking place in two different storylines, and, and so you sit there and go. Okay, we're done with that trope now. Can we actually just tell a it was, story? In the first season, it was a really clever way of not having this really long episode set on an island, you know, and never getting Correct. Episode, yeah. And in the first season, it made sense because we were actually establishing how he became Arrow. I actually had a, I was living with a couple of mates when the first season actually dropped. And one of my mates was just like, just give it to me at the end when someone's just spliced the island stuff. Because that's mm. all he was interested in. He actually did not care for anything happening in the city. He just wanted the island stuff. Mm. Mm. Which, to be fair, in the first season, a lot of the flashback stuff was more interesting than 9021 Arrow. Yeah. No, to be actually, fair. I will actually go so far as to say the first two seasons because we also had all the flashbacks of the Deathstroke stuff. And so yes. basically yeah, the first two yeah, seasons, yeah. that format worked really well. Problem with season three is we suddenly go, by the way, he wasn't always on the island. He was also, hey, he was home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's where it lost it quite <laughs> that, a bit. Yeah. That did jump the shark for me too because I actually find one of the things I liked about season three uh, was that everyone finally had a purpose? Um, not a porpoise. It would have been weird if they were all just walking around with a per- porpoise How under good one arm. We all had a. If we all had a porpoise. I'm sorry, Richard. You cannot tell me that Diggle's got a purpose. If that had yeah, happened, he's going to be Green Lantern. If that had God, happened, I probably would have been more up to date with it all. <laughs> Diggle should get a porpoise and he should ride in round. He's it Aquaman. He's Aquaman's construct. <laughs> My name is Oliver Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you had anything to bring to this conversation. <laughs> My name is Barry Allen, and I'm the. <laughs> no, 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 that's. I'm the- a porpoise. I spent five years on a hellish island. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's for the Diggle spin-off where he is Aquaman. So, My name is John Diggle, and this is my friend Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Flipper. Yeah. Diggle and Flipper. Oh. No, I think. Probably one of the best episodes of season three, one of my personal favourites, and you'll probably agree with me, Richard, is the Cupid episode. Yes. Because that story is ripped almost word for word, scene for scene from the story uh, arc. Yeah, straight out of the Kreisberg run, which I think actually, was it Kreisberg or, or, no, I think Kreisberg did write that one. Yeah, that was Because the- he's actually one of the co-writers of the show, so I think he ripped his own story out Absolutely of Absolutely yeah. he did, and I thought she was really effective in that, I yeah. mean, just because I love that run. But that's when I also thought that when they brought... Suicide Squad back, they couldn't do it with Harley Quinn because there's only so many they, they couldn't use her. But I thought it was really effective when they slid Cupid into that role instead as being the mm. one that was had the, the crush on Floyd Lawton. Mm. Yeah, and mm. I actually really liked that. A lot of people complained that that was too, like they were trying to make her a Harley Quinn, but I actually really liked her character because they actually made her something more than just the guy, the character who had a crush on Ollie. Uh, that was good, actually. The Suicide Squad stuff they developed was actually quite good in this series. Uh, and they introduced Katana already, which is going to be he's just going to be in the Suicide Squad film. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good beats in there. Like, but the whole Brick storyline, as you said, lasted five minutes. Yeah, and then it just sort of stopped out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we got the heroic moment of Arrow basically defeating him and going, "I'm the hero of the town." You go, "Okay, he's the hero. We're in for a good second half of the season." And then it just got morbid after that. It yeah. just got so bogged down in all of the Ra's al Ghul stuff. Yeah, honestly, until you guys started talking about it today, I'd completely forgotten about yeah, anything I had to, to look do it with up. Brick. I had to look it up like uh, to remember what had happened. I thought, shit, 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 shit some bricks. Yeah, last, like that. <laughs> last, last week's show, Richard mentioned Brick and the first half of season three, and it was like, 
oh yeah, that happened, didn't it? Yeah, no, <laughs> I totally slipped my mind. I actually, I, when you guys were talking about it earlier, I'm like, who is this? I actually looked it up on my phone and went, oh yeah. Oh yeah, juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I remember when they announced that Vinnie Jones was going to be coming to season three as Brick, I thought, wow, he's going to be yeah. the primary antagonist for the entire season. And then uh-huh. it was Ra's al Ghul, and that was... And can I say it right now? I'm going to say it for the record. I'm going to say it. I actually didn't like bringing all the Ra's al Ghul stuff into this. This is Me the either. wrong universe for this, and it was the wrong bad guy for Arrow. I mean, this is the thing. This is a very, very iconic Batman villain, and it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was the right place for it. Arrow's kind of caught. It was, And this is, I think, what Flash really highlighted. And Brick is a really great example of this as well. Brick kind of introduced the concept of a meta uh, villain because he was a meta villain. His skin seemed to be unbreakable. He mm. was invulnerable. Yet they wouldn't call, call him a metahuman in that. They'd refuse to commit to him being a metahuman. They firmly established metahumans exist in this world over in Flash. And when they did, they kind of remember that episode of Arrow. There was a guy that had the glowy eye things. Was that that was in Arrow? Didn't that was no, that was, Flash. Uh, no, that, was that was in the Flash that as well. Was the Rainbow Rider in that Flash. Was, oh, that was Flash. Right. Wasn't there another meta at some point in Arrow? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there was a meta who came back in. Came back into to Arrow, Arrow season stage, three, which I thought was going to be the start of actually seeing oh, more there metas. Was, yes. yes, no, you're right. There was. It was in the factory, and, and Felicity had the guy. Yes, yeah. it was too. The guy yes. with the, it was the guy with an eye beams, right? It was I'm not remembering this wrong. It was the guy with the eye beams. Yeah, Cyclops basically, and and I thought they were going to go. Oh, are they introducing a Kryptonian or something like that? But no, they kind of refuse. They kind of kind of each way bet, and that's just why Ra- Rachel Ghoul became the villain because he's kind of like the biggest. Myst- he's kind of like he's sort of sort of mystical, and he's sort of got powers, but he's just a kick-ass ninja dude as well. And you know, so they kind of took an each way bet. But you're right; they're trying to do Batman with with Arrow without being Batman, without being Batman, and that you can't mm. have an each way bet. You know who I thought probably would have and could have been a much bigger part of that season was the return of Vertigo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which we kind of had at the beginning of this season a taste of it for with, like a day. Um, with uh, which actor was it? It was um, oh, uh, Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare, yeah, came back as the new Vertigo, and I thought, okay, Peter Stormare, great actor. You know, we could bring this, we could do something with this. No, it was all just done away with. It was like very, very quick. It was all just done away with, and and I think that's the problem. I think it almost feels like to me that Berlanti was sidetracked because they were doing the Flash, and Arrow almost felt like an afterthought. Yeah, uh, through most of this agree. season. And when you compare the two series, you look at The Flash and you go, this was a series where they were not scared to do metahumans. They were not scared to go full costume. They were not scared to basically say, let's just do a superhero thing. And I think up until now, DC has been terrified of doing this. You look back on their history, you look at Smallville and you look at Birds of Prey and they're all dancing around the topic of the capes. They don't really want to show the capes, but they want to kind of be... Gotham is another great example of this. And then finally, Berlanti goes, no, let's just go full capes. Let's just do a full-on superhero. And it was a hit. Yeah. And so suddenly they went... Everything needs to be done now. Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. We got we got Legends of Tomorrow being made. We got Supergirl being made. It's like now suddenly they went, hey, we're allowed to do this. Yeah. You know? and, and Shield did the same thing as well. Shield suddenly suddenly brought in metas and they they were Yeah, you know. I mean Shield season one, for all intents and purposes, was a dud. Shield season two, boom. But at the same time, I don't think they could have gone straight with the capes. I think they needed to have those lead-ups with sure, just no. Arrow just fighting thugs and everything else because that's what brought me and a lot of other friends in because yep. that's what we were more after. And now now that the capes are coming in, 
We're fine. We're agree. cool. I We're think, loving it. And can I, we talk about the other market as well? The the people that Ryan Lindsay quite uh, put it, you know, the demographic that is attracted by shirtless men. Yes. You know, and let's face it, it is the CW. Their core audience is is like they want to see te- beautiful people. Is teen dramas, and uh, and the and one of the big faults of the first season, certainly of Arrow, was that it was trying to be a melodrama and a superhero show. Nine oh two one Arrow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. It's a perfect way of putting it. And there's some of that came back into this, except for the fact that Thea was now not useless. Um, she, she was actually kick-ass. No, Laurel wasn't wait. useless anyway. She was, to be fair, Thea yeah. was still useless for the first half of the yeah. season. <laughs> Sorry, can we just come back to Thea and Laurel for a second then? Yeah. Those two characters have come so far to the yeah, point so where, the, I mean, uh, first season, Laurel, I wanted her to get killed off. But now she's doing the Black Canary thing. She's not being a whiny little bitch. She's, she's still actually, a terrible actress. Oh, she's still a terrible actress. That's not mince words. But she, they've, yeah. they've given that character more purpose. And Thea suiting up as Speedy was just... Amazing. And had one of the best crossovers. We were talking about the crossovers before. Laurel, the cry. Laurel turning up in The Flash to get her canary cry and then it debuted in Arrow and it was the most beautiful moment of television I've ever seen. <laughs> the most beautiful moment. No, seriously. Seeing, doing the proper canary cry, mouth open, screaming from slugs down. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It was, it was sploosh. But I, only, I think I back on that other point with um, – Thea and that I only really like those characters now because they've had that journey yes. through season one or two of being those more useless weak characters in yeah. early season one. I do like the fact that Thea's um, uh, uh, haberdashery skills are so amazing that she managed to take uh, Arsenal's <laughs> costume and turn it into her costume like that. Oh no, I lo- yeah, <laughs> no, completely <laughs> refitted already. They, they teach you that at the League of Assassins. Oh, right. <laughs> can I just say? Can I just say that about her three, leatherwork skills are amazing? About yeah. three weeks before that yeah, happened, I sent out a tweet saying, "Can we just put speed like?" Thea in Roy's costume, so she's already wearing the red. And then three weeks later, it happened. I'm just stoked that I called it. So you're, just, you're, not, you're not claiming it, but 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 you're claiming it. Well, I called I called but Brick as well, if you remember. That's, I, you did actually. I said, can we have Brick and um, Cupid next season? And then like two weeks later, they both got announced. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I think. I think and, I you, also, and I also wanted um, Laurel in the suit, and then that happened. Can I think you, you're can psychotic. You, I mean, psychic. Can, it's okay. Can you Deal. call the above? <laughs> can you now call that Green Lantern will be in the next season? It'll be hard traveling heroes. Oh God, I hope so. Oh, I want that. And they call it officially. Well, look, I think in the next season you're going to see even if. Diggle's not wielding the full-powered ring. He's definitely going to announce that his name is actually John Stewart Diggle, and they're going to go on a quest. There you go. You, you heard it here first, and if history's a guide, this is going to happen. Mm, so mm. there you go. It, it's happened right now. Can we talk about the ending of the actual ending? I think of the we last have to. Get, well, I want to talk about Flash as well. That the final episode of Arrow feels very final. It feels like the last episode. Yeah. From what I actually read uh, from an interview with Greg Berlanti, he actually did say that that was the end of that storyline. It's it's done. Basically- well, Those storylines. Those storylines. Well, those storylines. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. whole bringing Arrow in next season is going to be lighter toned. It's going to be more in line with The Flash. So you can see already The Flash is just killing it. And basically, he's bringing it more in line with The Flash. It's going to be a lighter tone. It is possible. He, he said he will not be the Arrow anymore. So we're thinking- you're going to see more of sort of like a monster of the week or villain of the week kind of aspect it's possible to it. and he and I think my prediction is he will be Green Arrow next season I think he will actually take on that mantle and he will actually be a different person someone else I want to see the beard <laughs> I want to see the beard uh, do you think they'll get the full beard because uh, I, I don't so. think because the Tarbuck demographic are interested in boys who can't grow facial hair yeah, no, they, if, need that, if, they need if, that CW like half stubble look what if we don the beard as part of the costume <laughs> 
So like he's got a fake like, beard no, no. coming off the yeah, mask. It's like yeah, how Black Canary used to have the wig. Yeah, yes. I really want to see that on the mannequin on. every time yes. in the back shot. Yes. <laughs> With the little curlies at the bottom. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see them after he fixes all these arrows and everything else. Then he's got the wax out and he's just getting those points oh, just right. And a little groucho moustache. Effect <laughs> nose. I wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. Um, but yes, oh, no, okay. I think I think it, what Berlanti was basically saying was that it's going to be, the Arrow is going to be a different show now. So it's, it's they're moving it into the worlds of superheroes now yeah. rather than being the gritty street level thing that they try that they tried originally yeah. i think they're now going well superheroes work so let's yeah. let's go full they've on they've done their experiment it's time to move on yeah uh, one of the things I thought was the most effective throughout the entire season of Flash was those sort of post-credits teasers of Grodd oh, sort of the yes. whole way through and that that was actually the highlight of some of those earlier episodes well let's move on do to you Flash. Mean, do you mean not god Grod. Yeah, while we're on it, let's talk about not Simmons, hey? Not Simmons, yeah. Let's move into Flash because Flash, uh, as we said, came out the gate fully formed. Yeah, uh, running. Hit the ground running. I'm trying not to say it. It came at a place where it all its things were there together. It hit the ground running. Uh, and, and and it really was because, it, as I said, some of the groundwork had been done in, in Arrow, but – you, you had Flash, you had Star Labs, you had this crew, and, you know, yes, not Simmons, because one of the characters was basically Simmons from... And uh, she looks like her. And she sounds looks like, like her. her, yeah. Except she's not as British. And they're both booked for Supernova. <laughs> they are both. That, oh, that would be freaky. Isn't Willa Holland as well? Yes, and we're desperate to get her on the show, so keep an ear out for Nerd Corner, hopefully splooshing and announcing we don't, get her. Just, just, just a hint, don't record that episode in the car. <laughs> Just we abduct her and take her in the car. And just a hint, maybe you don't want to mention we want to get her on the show and sploosh in the same sentence. Yeah. G'day, Lionel. We'd like to uh, take uh, Willa Holland, uh, Simmons, and not Simmons back to our car for an hour. What kind of show did we take well, on? What kind of scene I'm getting into? I've got to draw another line. To, I'm pretty sure you got to draw another line. line. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure on the, um, on the website now it says the. Um, I lost my train of thought. He started thinking about those three in a car. He just went from there. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what we're here for. Yeah, no, but the Flash is is, and it really it, it does start off a little bit villain of the week. Well, that's, that's sorry to jump in there. That's what I was worried about at the time. It felt very Smallville, in that was every villain of the week was created by that accident, and mm. they had to go out and mop up after it. Yes, and but, but in some ways, that's actually a brilliant conceit, though, as well. If you've got a world that has no metahumans, how do you introduce? How do you introduce yeah. that into the world? So basically, one accident introduces a huge chunk of problems that they have to clean up. I True. get that, but if that's literally all you're doing for your first seven or eight episodes, it's. But that's such an entertaining way it of is, doing it. It is, but I just felt – just, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. But it just it felt very Smallville in the way that they've exu- – but that was just my I, I, did, I have to admit, I did wonder when that was going to end, but then when they started introducing Reverse Flash mm. and, and, those, and giving you a bigger story beyond that, that's when it got good. Well, from the very first episode, we introduced that as well, though. The, very, the ending of the very first episode is where we see the newspaper. Yeah, you see Wells goes and he sees the yeah. newspaper for everything else. But I thought those Villain of the Week's first seven episodes, it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed After it. After coming from Arrow, which is dark and gritty and everything else, it I'm was, right it was good you. to have some just <laughs> light fun. Don't get me wrong at all. I actually agree with you on that point. I think it was a, a breath of fresh air, but by the same token, I'm with JD. I, I actually got to a point where it's like, yep, okay, and but are we going to get a bigger story? Because Arrow, at the very least, was dark and gritty, but you, you got the sense that there was a bigger story building from the very beginning. Um, Flash was quite content to be Monster of the Week. But that said, as, as an overall season, it does have a very strong overall storyline. Uh, all those villains of the week did kind of 
prepare you for something else as well. Um, I think, you know, we let's just do the list. You know, we get we get Grodd, we get Reverse Flash in the first season, we get Captain Cold, Weather Wizard. we get Weather Wizard, we get Heat Wave, we get. Can I just say I, yeah. I love every time they're trying to get the names in there. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> oh, love. And what all a brilliant idea of making Cisco obsessed Cisco. with with, yeah. with, with uh, naming everything. With naming yeah. everybody. I think it's genius. And when somebody else will name something, and he'll go, "That's good." <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah, which is weird because it, it actually because in that world, which we've already established is dark and gritty, you know, because of Arrow, how do you get silly named villains running around? Well, it's because you've got a silly guy. And Arrow yeah. puts a hat on saying, we don't name our villains. No, yeah. and, 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 and what is it, that one episode of Arrow where they've got the Cisco crossover and he starts to do it and he goes, don't, just don't. don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. When they did the crossover when Arrow was on was on Flash and he was like, we don't, we don't give our, 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 our people names. He's like, and then Barry says back to him, okay, well, let's go down, let's go and sit down and have coffee and let's talk about Deathstroke and the Huntress. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, oh, Huntress, can we have her back soon, please? Oh, no, oh, please. Yeah. She was a terrible actress. I see. You said, I never thought this. She was, it's the awful. Huntress. When you compare it to, listen, you've got plastic uh, matchstick with a wood scraped off Canary. Laurel. Laurel. Laurel, who, who like, it's like, I agree. She was terrible. If she gets into a fist fight, her, her plastic surgery will chip off. Uh, <laughs> You've got, you know, there was like, let's face it, Thea, Thea is is, awful. is no acting no, genius. No. Roy Harper, no, 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 no he's he's man bag. Do you know what he can man bag? I'm, I'm saying this. If you get like watching it back from the start again, like mm. I've been doing because I have no internet. Um, they've actually gotten better at acting they though through the seasons. Like, if you go back practice. and watch the That's start, actually, of it, they're very and as much wooden. as I love Stephen Amell, he he's very good at mugging. Yeah, but he, <laughs> you know, but he, he mastered he mastered and set the tone for Arrow really early. And the, yeah. the thing is, you've got him and you've got Felicity, who is just brilliant, and not then, Oracle, and everybody else. Although around. she is a one, actually, I want to take ex- Felicity's the character I take exception with most in season three because they've built her up as a strong, independent person who, and then she starts crazy. But literally, literally every episode when there's a major scene with her, it ends with her in tears, and that. I think is like that's the only thing, only way they know how to write her. It's yeah. kind of stop letting. Oh, I said something wrong. I said it again. Oh, oh, oops, oops. Now I'm in tears, Oliver, because you're going to do the thing. And yeah, I thought know, her character sort of fell every apart in episode. Three. Yeah, every Ooh. episode she literally did that, and they didn't know what to do with her because they 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 threw her into, and she really was only, and I hate to say this, was just to be passed around to the heroes, literally to cause tension between. Um, Oliver Palmer and Ray and, yeah. to start off with um, because there was a love triangle there. And then later on uh, to give uh, her a reason to be invested in the whole Oliver being off being the son of Rachel Ghoul thing. And because they had a, another love triangle with Nyssa and uh, Oliver and um, um, Felicity. And that really weird love triangle with Brick. That was that was odd. <laughs> that was odd. That was just weird. That, was, I, I, what, that said, though, I think she was really effective when she was hanging out at Star Labs with like um, Not Simmons and Vibe and those guys. Because that that's, that's her environment. Because she's because she's meant to be the brains of the operation. So you put her in a room full of other brainy characters, and and that aspect of her comes out. And what I think is actually very interesting. We'll let you jump in one second. What I thought was very interesting was that the casting of the Flash is actually more solid. Yeah. Because with the exception, I think of maybe Iris, who I think is actually a little bit weak, I think all the other actors actually hold their own quite well in The Flash. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with Iris until they made her, like... A reporter. reporter. Yeah. Sorry, John. No, I was going to say pretty much exactly what David yeah. just said then. The, the cast of Flash has been spot on, I think, yeah. in almost every single role, yeah. as opposed with Arrow, where we're 
half guessing a lot of these actors coming in. Yeah, well, once again, I think it's because in Arrow it was cast by committee. It was cast by CW, yeah. basically saying they got to be pretty people. And in Flash, I think they were given more freedom. Actually, they said let's cast the right people. All of those people were almost all soap actors coming out of that. Um, Willa Holland, I think, was in a soap. Yeah. Arsenal, was. Arsenal was from Teen Wolf. He was from Teen Wolf, so he was already in the CW stable yep. and all that sort of thing. So, whereas, yeah, you're right. The Flash. Oh, no, no. Uh, Teen Wolf was MTV. It's not. No, no it wasn't CW. Teen Wolf. It was. He was from Teen Wolf, though. Yeah, he's he from was, Teen Wolf. Yeah, he's, yeah he, but he was from that that kind yeah. of. That, that, that man bag stable. He, was, the, he was one of the leads of season one and two of Teen Wolf, and then he left. And now he's in this. And now he's and well. Now, now, he's, now, he's, now, he's, now he's left. Now he's left this as well. And I've confirmed yeah. he's not coming back next yeah. year. It's funny that you mention Iris Dave because I hadn't even thought about her. To me, she just feels like the Lana Lang of that show. That she just feels crowbarred in because she has to be there as the eventual love interest. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping season two will actually do more with her now that we've we've spoilers and all. Now that we've actually got rid of Eddie. Yeah. Um, well, but, let's talk about the Flash. We've yeah. barely talked about the the bigger plot of the Flash. The yeah. Flash, as you heard from the thing, uh, the intro. The, the basic uh, story they've they've kept they've kept that Barry Allen's mother was murdered when he was younger that uh, he's determined to find out who killed her believes in the impossible becomes the Flash through an accident we originally saw in season two of Arrow um, and then he's working with Dr Harrison Wells who's in a wheelchair who's the guy that helped create the experiment that Ka- uh, Ka- the hadron collider the high, the, yeah the large hard on <laughs> collider <laughs> <laughs> that actor is that Tom Kavanagh that's that Tom right? Kavanagh he's, he's very good at everything good. he's in Tom Kavanagh's great and if you if you love him go and check out a podcast he's on called Mike and Tom Eat Snacks or go is, and watch the Josie and the Pussycats movie because he's literally the high point of that film I love the Josie and the Pussycats movie he's there's, also, there's so I, much I product placement I also, I also found Brilliant. out too much to my horror because I've never seen the film but he is also the ranger in the Yogi Bear movie yeah he is <laughs> Which when if you if you came to the last live show we gave out a Yogi Bear prize. <laughs> oh god, you did too. <laughs> so yeah. some guy who was really excited said, "Thanks for the prize." <laughs> well, you know what? You got something for free. Shouldn't yeah. complain too loudly. Um, I tell you what, the execution mm. of Harrison Wells and the who is he, who is he, who is he, and then it yes. turns out he is Eobard Thorne in another guy's body. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I had him pegged early as either Bart or Wally from the future. I actually even thought he was either Bart or Wally from the future or even Barry himself from the future. A I lot thought of people that, had that, that flashback episode where you actually see how he became Harrison Wells is brilliant. That it, was such a such a Because they thing. created the, the overarch, which was the mystery around him, and that was great, creating a mystery out of a character who was there who was both – the villain and legitimately a friend at the same time because he has all these speeches in the last couple of episodes where he's like, I, un- I hated you. I absolutely no, just, hated I you. I hate you. I hate in you. In my timeline. In my timeline. <laughs> he goes, but sitting here watching you grow, I understand why people adore you. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. I get why you're a hero. He, I, and you he, was, he was conflicted every step of the way. And he, he saw Cisco as a son. Yeah, and know? he needed Barry to become the Flash, basically to activate the Flash Force to give him the speed. Speed Force. Speed Force, it's Flash Force. The Speed Force. The Flash Force him. is when you That's when you other, take your take your clothes off. That's in what public we do every every Sunday, yeah? and you <laughs> knock people back with the sheer force of it. Yeah, um, but, but he needs Barry, so he's helping train him. But at the same time, there's always going to be that ulterior motive under mm. the surface. It's, it's, it was a fantastic idea for a character. I just want to say, how cool was it when Barry came barreling out that wormhole and punched him in the head? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Straight through the time machine. They just like the, the final episode is like full on uh, DC. I was going to say Marvel. Full on DC. <laughs> this is not Secret Wars, Richard. We've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Dave back in here. Uh, Come on, that was five hours ago. All right? Come on, move on. <laughs> almost. Uh, uh, you people but, see the stuff we've cut out. <laughs> <laughs> there was a five hour thing about Age of Apocalypse. We really didn't really want to get into that. But the yeah, no, it was funny because like they they built up all these like core elements of the DCU and just dropped them in as Easter eggs at first, but they didn't just- Ferris th- Air. Ferris Air, Coast City. Coast City I, got, I got that reference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was all in there. All these things they've set up. And then ultimately they were setting up not only the DCU, but the multiverse as well. Because the final episode, you get them creating the singularity uh, in the large heart on Collider, um, <laughs> and, which I'm, insi- I'm insisting on calling it. Do you know there was like a BBC report where they actually did that? and they, they yeah. did hear about this. And it was because everyone had been waiting ever since the Large Hadron Collider had been announced. I can't say it right there. Uh, right, and it's like, yeah, there's your God particle for you right there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they've been setting this up all throughout the season, uh, the the idea that he could potentially travel through time. And there's that one episode, there's those two episodes where he uh, – everything happens like everyone finds out he's the flash and you know people die and all sorts of things happen and the next episode it resets because he's gone back in time yeah yeah after vibe got killed after vibe got killed and we also establish in the last episode we establish vibe as well with uh, Harrison basically yeah, why saying, he can remember alternate timelines. you're seeing the yeah. vibrations in the universe and it's like uh, ah. vibrations. and then when he was running through time we saw not Simmons very briefly in the killer frost gear we did and we also saw the flash museum and that. that was cool and and people looking up at the singularity included Hawk Girl from Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. So there's all these little Easter eggs that but are actually setting up other things. My ultimate favorite Easter egg though was in the second last episode when they went to Ferris Air, which they'd already mentioned Coast City once before. Like, yes. yep, that's and cool. the missing test pilot. And the missing test yes. pilot. Oh, I squeezed so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you when they said that actually. Yeah, no, I thought of JD's <laughs> I think we all did. I think every viewer around the world for yeah, JD's gonna squeal. on yeah. that. You, you should have read you've probably all read the tweet that I actually said out. This is the loudest time I've marked out since or made an excited noise since the first time that Sarah used the Canary Cry. Sonic box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it is, the thing is, I think it's what we said before, like the Flash is completely unafraid of just dropping in hardcore comic references and going, we don't, the, just make what you will of that. Yeah. Well, you from know? the very, very first episode when the camera is panning through the large heart on Collider <laughs> and we pass the cage that says Grodd written on it, you just go, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they fully did Grodd. They and then as did. someone who I didn't pick up on half, over half of these references, still a great show. Yeah. yeah, still an absolutely fantastic show. Well, that's the thing. And I think the the beauty of this comic book show is that it can be a full-on comic book show without actually needing to be have 60 years worth of reading history and, and behind you. I, I think it proved it. to DC and Warner Brothers that you can make a full-on comic book show and- And not have to make it dark. dark not have to make it dark, everywhere. not have to try and hide their identity, not try and turn it into some sort of urban realistic thing. You can just do it, yeah. you know? And and this is what Marvel's been doing so well already. And mm. I'm, I'm kind of hoping Mar- Warner Brothers kind of goes, you know, and maybe our cinematic universe needs a bit of this too, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment- Well, they've the got Flash Phil Lord and Chris it. Miller to do the-, the um, uh, the Flash movie, yeah, which they said is going to be a standalone piece, and they're just going to bring their own vibe to ah. it. Ah. But they're still going to do that Barry was Allen. Terrible. It, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, keep staying on that final episode. But the other big uh, Easter egg that came out was Jay Garrick's hat comes flying out of the singularity. The helmet, yeah, absolutely. which was amazing. I love I love Wells's reaction to that. He's about to step in the time machine. That helmet comes out. He goes, "Time to go." Yeah. <laughs> 
And then no good could come of that. <laughs> so we've got the complete polar opposites with Arrow season three and the Flash season one's ending. Arrow season three kind of brings everything to a close and has Felicity and Ollie riding off into the sunset, literally in a car, which is kind of was a was. Total fan service. If they actually said, if they actually service. came out with a public statement right now and said Arrow is finished, that was the last episode. We're not doing. But you will Arrow. see Oliver Queen will be seen. But Oliver <laughs> Queen will continue on and other things. But Arrow is finished. I wouldn't have been surprised. It felt no. like a series finale. It felt like that's it. We're done. Yeah, we're over. And you I know? wouldn't mind because to me, like that's I got three years of Green Arrow on TV. I, I did better than most. Yeah. I did better than Booster Gold fans. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been all right. Like I yeah. think that still would have been fine if that was the. And ending. then it, the legacy would have carried over into yeah. the Flash. And we could have seen we could have seen Arrow show up in other shows and everything well, else the from there on out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. How much Richard did you love it when um, he was talking to Speedy right at the end? She's like, I think I think I'm going to call myself. Red Arrow. He's like, no, nah, I've already told him to call you Speedy. Yeah, no, it was great. Because no, Speedy was a reference they'd made like back in episode one. Oh, that's always been the nickname that he's given her. But yeah, when she's because Speedy's always been the sidekick. So yeah, so it was great. So given that they've established Speedy, uh, what David said before could be right. That you know, maybe season four, he's he's not just Arrow. He's Green Arrow. Green Arrow and, and Speedy. And Speedy. Green yeah. Arrow with Speedy with the Black Canary because she calls herself the Black Canary. There was no big fanfare around that. She just started saying it about halfway through. Yeah. Hmm. And it was actually interesting because if he's hanging up the hood, but then again, we saw the hood in the Legends of Tomorrow things. Yeah, I don't, I don't think his costume is going to change that much. Yeah. He's not going to get can. a little hat and the beard and the. It'll just be a new tone of green. Yeah. Slightly They'll make brighter. It lighter. Yeah. yeah, a little bit brighter. Yeah. 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 With <laughs> lightning bolts on the side of it. That's <laughs> I But then you got the complete tonal opposite at the end of uh, the Flash season one, which is him heading into the singularity, ready, like spinning around fast, ready to take it on. And we end kind of mid-run. We end, and this is, I think it was you saying to me, Jedi, like they don't do uh, cliffhangers like that. It's much a these pure days. cliffhanger. It was, it was, like, and it's like we haven't had like a really hardcore cliffhanger, which is like, all no, you, all October you needed, now, please. All you, you needed know. was the 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 uh, early two thousands nineties style to be continued, continued at the bottom yeah. of the screen, and you would have had. The perfect season eight cliffhanger. Fire. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. That's probably the best example. And now the continuation. He <laughs> should start the next series. Like We've a, broken my name Dave. is Barry Alley. And now the continuation. continuation. <laughs> Just use Majel Barrett's voice. Anyway. <laughs> yes. She should shelve it. Can we also talk about the other thing I really like was because one of the big, the big themes of the last few episodes has been the idea of going back in time and you could save your mother. And yes. and this is also a huge theme that is actually up in Flashpoint. Flashpoint this is one, yeah. of, one of the big well, things. Well, in fact, most of John's has run from Rebirth through correct, to Flashpoint which is, was all about that. If you can go back in time and save your mother, what would the repercussions be? Which I just finished reading, by the way, so I've after that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And the, uh, and, and, I mean, the, the bottom line is delivered to him by several people, which is if you go and change this, this changes everything. Certain people will never meet. Things won't happen. We were, my son and I were actually discussing it because Wells actually says in that flashback episode, he actually says uh, that, well, Thorne actually says to Wells, you're going to create this experiment which is going to fail and it's going to happen in this many years. I don't have that much time. Which mm. means he took over Wells just to speed up the process. So Barry would have still become the Flash, but it would have been years later yes. down the track. So that event still would have happened at some point. Yeah. But... Uh, and all those other things, there. like him meeting the people at Star Labs and him meeting yeah. Cisco, and all, none of this. He wouldn't have lived with 
uh, Iris. He wouldn't have lived with his yeah. his pseudo father. You know, and so all these things would change. And the question is, do you do it anyway so you can have your original parents or do you leave the world a status quo? And I love that moment. And in- I, lo- I love that moment and I love that they said, so we're living in a parallel universe now. Yeah. You know, so they've sort of established that there might be an entire separate universe where that didn't happen and that there's other universes Correct. that are possible. So that one speech opened up so many possibilities. Yeah, and, and, but the moment I'm thinking of yeah. is where he goes, he does go back in time, he goes into the room and his future self – so just, just goes no, no. puts a hand up yeah, and say just says, no. Don't yeah. do it. And he steps back. And you just go, yeah. that is just He doesn't just step back, he steps back and he's like crushed. He's at, yeah, you know, he's like, kind of like I've told myself you know, now not to do yeah. this, you know? And that little mm. scene with him and his mother. Yeah. Where he finally gets that closure but he gets with his to mother. Say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Which it's is like, wonderful. And that was an amazing moment. Yeah. And that builds to him basically flying through and Destroying the time machine and doing the But punch, it builds to another amazing. emotional moment, which is the person who does make the sacrifice. Like, Barry just made that sacrifice, but then uh, a character who was kind of peripheral for most of the season, yeah. there was that other great speech from that episode, which is when, um, um, what's his name? The guy from Lost. Uh, not Lost, uh, the guy from, from, Alias. Uh, from Alias. The the guy who's half, half a Firestorm. Half of Firestorm. We Professor haven't even Stein. mentioned that Firestorm comes into the season as well. And wasn't he good though? Too? Yeah, it was oh, who ever thought we'd get Firestorm done that well, yeah. let alone yeah. at all? Like he's full on Firestorm. And that was the thing, yeah. that cameo, the wage ding cameo I was talking about where Oliver turns up in the second last episode, you didn't need him. No. Firestorm flies in and Firestorm alone with the Flash. Could yeah, no, Arrow that. seemed in that last episode just as a tackle and say, hey, hey, they're yeah. still connected. There's still another yeah. show. Still connected, guys. <laughs> and he wasn't, it, it wasn't necessary for no. him to be in. Firestorm was so good. And the fact that they've actually managed to get control of the Firestorm mm. uh, singularity now and all this. So the, the speech I'm talking about is when, when yes. he, half of Firestorm actually says to, to um, Eddie Thorne, uh, so like, no, what are the odds of your great, 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 great grandfather? You're a arri- coincidence. Your, you know, or great, great grandson arriving here at the same time that you exist in the same city. You're a coincidence, which is the rarest thing in science. You get to choose your destiny. Yeah. And how he does choose his destiny is to sacrifice himself so his great, 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 great grandson will never be born. Because and this, is our, this is on the tail end of Eobard basically saying to him that you are... Nothing. You're useless. You're nothing. You're useless. You, you don't even get the girl. You don't even get the girl. Yeah. Barry gets the girl. It's like you, you, know? you mean nothing to me, but yeah. yet it was actually a lot more. Wasn't that an amazing moment when he took that action that he did? Yes. Oh, well, spoiler, he shoots himself. Yeah. Oh, spoilers um, and all. Yeah, yeah when, he sh- when he shot himself. Yeah. And I didn't see that coming. And then it happened. I'm like, wow. And then like Irish is I'm like, but we're all sort of sitting there. Okay, okay we're the tissues. Yeah. yeah because no, I did, I did just, not see that coming after no. the whole buildup of you're useless. Like no one ever mm. thought of you in history at all. I thought that was a. Because your typical teacher, he would just do something dumb and just go out. Well, know, I thought that was know. just going to be a complete jealousy build-up for yeah. him and then he was going to become the villain later on. For I, yeah. exactly. I was waiting for I was, him to become the villain. That's yeah. what the trope was to me. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, that's mm. where it's going. No, but for him to actually then become the real hero at the end of that, he, he's the one who literally, he's the one who actually stops reverse Flash yeah. at the end of it. But then Barry still gets his big heroic moment by throwing himself into a singularity. And <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, take that, boyfriend. Is that heroic or just... Try to take his pride back. Yeah, he's going like, also, he was we, totally emasculated. So he's like, I better run into a singularity. Can we also stress? <laughs> We've all been there. Can we also stress that this is the slowest time machine in history? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I gotta go now. 
I'm going to crank the side. <laughs> that is, that's not happening at 88 miles an hour. I don't no. care what anyone says. 25th century tech is, is very much based on gramophones. So he kind of had to pump. Steampunk, Richard. Steampunk. steampunk. Yeah, it is. You're just, you're just cranking up the side. He'll get there eventually. Stoke the fire. Stoke the fire. It stoke actually fire. takes 400 years to get there. No? <laughs> Technically, it's time travel. <laughs> no, but I mean, that it was a magnificent moment. We've, we, we, we now have an ending where we know there's a bunch of stuff that can happen either in season two or three or four or whatever. Like Killer Frost may not happen until season five. I, I don't th- think it will take away. My that prediction long. will be season two will introduce Vibe. Yes. And Killer Frost will be down the track. Mm. I don't think she's coming in anytime soon yet. No. I think they'll save her for a season three. Yeah. Uh, because they, they, they need her as a scientist at the moment. We're yes. still learning. You know, so <laughs> and, and if but if she goes, they can always just bring over Simmons from Agents of Shield. <laughs> just just to fill Wait, isn't she Simmons? No, she's not Simmons. Not Simmons. Oh, right, right, right. It's like right, when they used Simmons. to sell the the fake uh, meat, and they would call it not chicken, yeah. not sausages. I can't believe it's not Simmons. I can't believe. It. <laughs> I want that on the two of them on a t shirt. I can't believe it's not Simmons. You want two of them on a t shirt? What? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no. What you want to do? You want to snag in a his fo- car? You want to snag? Yeah, that's right. You want to snag? <laughs> You want to snag, snag a photo with both actresses while you're wearing the shirt? Yeah, absolutely you do. Sincerely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Actually, actually, we're going to say that's probably the best thing that's come out of our season three is um, uh, Stephen Amell's fame has, has led him to create so many great charity opportunities oh, yeah. and he's just made shit tons of money for worthy charities. So mm. good on him. I don't care if your show's truly going down the shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing really good. I guess I'm like the. I'm sitting here wearing a Green Arrow t-shirt. I'm the biggest Green that's Arrow. That's the series we want. That, I'm the biggest Green Arrow fan in the Southern Hemisphere, at least. And uh, you know, I I've stuck with the show because, and I'm the one who should have been disappointed from the beginning. But I've I've loved this show, everything up to it. And there's a lot to love in season three of Arrow. But it was also a very confused season. I think we all agree on that. It, it was patchy. It kept me watching. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. Arrow kept me watching. It's still a, it's still a good show. I, it's just when you've got the Flash on an alternate night, you sit there and go, you could be that. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem. Yeah, no, it never stopped me watching it. At no point did I, th- did I think, I'm not watching next week. No. I'm done with it. I, I still watched it every single week and still looked mm. forward to it every yeah. week. Absolutely. But I, I couldn't help but be a little bit disappointed in this season. Agreed. I think you know what it is? I actually missed out on about three weeks of Arrow and I had to go back and catch up on those three weeks mm. to get me back up on, on speed. I never missed a week of Flash. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that said, like you guys, I, I never gave up on Arrow because, I mean, shows like Gotham and Constantine and whatnot didn't maintain my attention. But with, even with the issues Arrow had, I stayed with it. And I that's agree. probably because, I mean, I'm not quite as massive fan of Green Arrow as Richard is, but let's face it, no one is. But Green Arrow is still <laughs> one of my favourites. You I cosplay think, as Green Arrow. Dude. I do cosplay as Green Arrow. You <laughs> cosplay at least 500% more times than me. This as, is true. Great, yeah. So it, it's no, like that's the thing. It's, uh, it is still, in terms of all the uh, superhero shows that came out in the last year, uh, it still is better than the majority of stuff that's come out. Mm, and uh, even though I really loved Constantine and I think it should have gotten a second season, I'm disappointed with that. Uh, Go- I'm actually really disappointed, Constantine, because its yeah. numbers were not that bad. Gotham is how you don't do an origin story. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I've got to say, I stuck with that and, and it has some excellent moments, but it's patch. It, Can I ask, Richard, as, is, yeah. is it true, since we're spoiling stuff, is it true that the, the cliffhanger of Gotham season one is just that, the door to the back cave opens. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing to me. That's what it is. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Because you know Wait it's not going to go to anything. Wait a minute. Mm. He's 10, yeah? yeah. Or thereabouts. <laughs> so how in the bluest of blue hills are they open in the back cave? 
they 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 found a passage to a cave that's got bats in it underneath the mansion. So they basically they're looking cave. for uh, now, his father's secrets, and his father's secret was that he had his father's secret is he was Batman. I, I would like to that they open it up and there's this dungeon downstairs <laughs> with bats in hookers. it, and there's dead hookers and kitty dad's playroom. There's a there's oh a oh my uh, god, my father was a deviant. No, <laughs> Richard, there's just a crap ton of pearls down there. <laughs> <laughs> every every time I'd love to I'd just like a whole episode where every time um, like Bruce is walking down the street he turns around and someone's dropping pearls on the pavement <laughs> yeah. so, and he just can't get a that'd be an it. amazing thing for someone like the Riddler to do to just mess with his head just go drop drop just just dropping yeah, I'd love that I'd love it just, just the world's giant pearl biggest pearl <laughs> but you, you created a character a few episodes back called Pearl Man <laughs> pearl, <laughs> pearl Face or something <laughs> yeah that's oh, right he just, he just goes around stealing pearls right and then, look there's <laughs> and a whole string pearls of pearls on necklaces I was there's a whole string of pearl yeah. necklace jokes there that okay, we're not going to make we're not going to get there we're not going to get there but let's just say this despite the fact that Arrow Season 3 had its problems we all stuck with it so it's still on the balance of it, we still found it to be a strong episode. After all, there was so many comic book things in that. Uh, the whole Ra's al Ghul, Al Siam storyline was patchy, but it still it was pretty kick-ass in points as well. And the, well, it did and the crossover it- episode... Was pretty damn good. There's a couple you of know. crossover episodes throughout yeah. the season, not even with the principal Matt characters. We yeah. actually had Felicity crossovers, or we had, a lot. or we had uh, Cisco crossovers and stuff like that. So there was a lot of crossovers throughout the year, and it was actually those were. Do you a reckon lot- she's being paid the least because she she had the most appearances <laughs> in both shows? Uh, and the crossovers, yes, yeah. <laughs> and the crossovers were really good, except for the wedged in one at the very end. That was that just felt like fan service. That yeah. was like we didn't need that. Because it literally, he literally turns up and goes. No, actually, we really don't have time to stick around. Well, I've I love, got it, a, I love it. In, in, in The Flash, Arrow says, I may need a favor from you. Yeah. And then in the next episode, it's like, here, I'm here to free you. Got to go now. <laughs> so, seriously, you're, you're, you're leaving our city in peril because you need to talk to someone. That's, that's mm-hmm. what you're telling me. Thanks for and that, it, Barry. It, and in the midst of you know. everything that's going on in the last two episodes of Arrow, he had time to hop on a plane fly to cent- to Central City. Well, you know, it's just up the road. <laughs> <laughs> he just took a we, stroll. We established this, Coast City Heights. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, okay, okay. It's the wormhole that's in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> he came through the singularity. Yeah. It's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. He's, yeah. already, he's already done it and he will do it again. Hell's already the spectre and just teleported him. Oh, oh, there you there go. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But despite all those problems, we still enjoyed the season on the balance, you know, and we stuck with it. But the Flash... Hands down is one of the the strongest. It's the winner of debuts the year. ever because it, it it it. Let's just say it again. It hit the ground running and it didn't stop. Yeah, because it and it, and it did what it needed to do and, and it, it got faster and it got faster <laughs> and it hooked us in and we we are at full speed for season two. Can I oh, just yeah. throw something out? Because as someone who's not watched the show, uh, mm. like I just want to get all your take on it. Like, um, do you think it'd be better off if there were thirteen episodes a season instead of so many? Yeah, I actually think that's true of. Most American television, to be honest, uh, I think there's a lot of wheel spinning. A lot of these, like when they do the half, the mid-season break, I, I just feel like that should be two seasons mm. every yeah. time. Well, they they kind of are anyway. I mean, that's the thing. Nowadays, with the mid-season break being like two months long, yeah, it is the season is in two halves. We spoke all- about this last week. With yeah, the and that, that, that's yeah. how I feel like they should always be. Like, just just call that season yeah. one. And, and if yeah. you think about it, if you go by that philosophy, Arrow actually does make more sense. 
the whole brick thing and all that sort of stuff is all in the first season. Yeah. And then we do the Raja Ghoul stuff set up in the set up at the end, and that carries over into the second season. So it kind of makes more sense to think of it as two seasons, but it's not quite the way that American television is structured. It will be released as mm. 23 episodes. So yeah. now we've got the long four-month wait until uh, seasons four and two, two. respectively. And uh, there's not a lot of CW stuff to keep. There's not a lot of that, that universe. Doesn't. There's no Agent Carter to keep his company no. at that time. So uh, we patiently wait. And uh, I guess we'll do some more shows between now and then. Well, uh, maybe we'll actually read something between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of reading stuff, unless anybody's got any more things they want to say about those two seasons of television. Not really. Just, just The Flash. I just I want him to win. I love it so much. He's just—he's a happy, smiling kid. I just want him to win. Yeah, yeah. It is hard not to like uh, Grant Gustin as Barry Allen. He is—he is a—he's a damn he's personable so actor. So optimistic, you know, <laughs> and and he doesn't mug anywhere near as much as Stephen Amell. <laughs> yeah. And as much as like, I, I feel like I've come down far too harsh on that show. It's a show I, I do love, uh, <laughs> but. But I, I'm actually sitting here picking it apart because it was patchy. It's when you compare the and, two. It's when you compare and I know the it two. can do better. I'm disappointed, Ollie. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. <laughs> Did they ever end up calling him Green Arrow? No, nope. no, nope. no. There's like one episode in season one or two where he they throw that as a suggestion for his for a name, and Ollie goes, "No, that's just a dumb idea. Yeah. That's that's stupid. That's lame. You know." But then they teased it at the end of the first season when he picked up an arrow with a green arrowhead. Said maybe I need to be someone new. Yeah. And that's I think true. I think that's where they're going to go in season four. So mm. I'll we'll be see. called Arrowhead. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's the porn parody. Right there. <laughs> Which there is a porn parody of Arrow, but there's only a gay porn parody of Arrow. What those abs brown Arrow? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't going to go. We weren't going to go there. But all right. oh. David Longo says nothing for forty five minutes and comes in. <laughs> He's been biding his time this entire. If you were looking for for your opportune moment, Dave, that was it. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> uh, so, actually, on, on the topic uh, of next week, next week we'll be doing the Private Eye by Brian K. Vaughan. This is a digital only series. <laughs> I said the Private Eye. The... <laughs> oh Jesus! You're out. Leave. Leave the and that wasn't even one of us that did that. <laughs> Uh, Private Eye by Brian. Brian <laughs> say his name. Use your words, Richard. <laughs> Brian K. Vaughan, who we know from such tiny uh, titles as Why the Last Man <laughs> and Saga. You may have heard of it. What's, what's Saga? Yeah, look, look up the interwebs. It's, and just in case you think he's perfect, remember he also produces Under the Dome, which is all making us doma. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, so this is, we, we should point out to people that this is a digital only series. So don't go looking for the trade paperback. There won't be one. It may never be one. But you can get these virtually for free. You can pay what you want. So you can actually put zero in the box and it'll still let you download it in CBR, CBZ, PDF formats, whatever you want. Go to panelsyndicate.com um, and you get all 10 episodes there. We encourage you to put some money in the Put box. some money in. I, I, I paid, uh, you know, round retail value for the first couple. And I paid less for the later ones, but it's all right. It balances out in the end. And then, uh, you know, but and, and they encourage you to share them at the same time. But they say, if you like them, give us some money. Uh, so go and do that. I My personal recommendation is that if you download the digital ones and you've got a widescreen monitor, which most people do these days, read it on that because it looks really good in the high res, but it looks just as good on an iPad reading it that way, which is how I read it originally. 
unfortunately. So we're doing that next week, which is our first, which is our next indie title, and now our first non-capes title after all this. And then after that, we'll be taking a two-week break because one, we need it, and two, the Sydney Film Festival's on. So uh, we're going to do that. But then look out for our, our schedule after that. John and John, thank you for coming down all the way from Novocastria to uh, join us here in the studio. No, thank you for having us. It was good fun. You've travelled from Coast City, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I got I to gotta, I gotta, um, drop JD back up to the heights. <laughs> right. <after that>. Okay. <laughs> from from Nandapab, had <laughs> <You're traveled. laughs> Or Cordo Maltese, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Cordo Maltese sounds like a new chocolate from Magnum or something. It really does, doesn't it? The new Cordo Maltese. <laughs> dri- <laughs> dripping with the richest chocolate. Dark Caribbean vanilla. It's the Cordo Maltese. Stick it in your gob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wonder what, what, can we get in, get, can we go to the shops and get a quarter more things after that? Do I want to eat something I just made up? Why not? Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for coming down. We're, and we can, you can, of course, net, you're now part of the network. You can find you guys, guysers, on, uh, on the Geek Actually Superfeed at Nerd Corner. But you can also go hit you up on Twitter at Nerd Corner. And you have an email address we are as at well. at Nerd Corner AU. Nerdcorn AU yes, on Twitter. Some other, somebody else already stole a hand. There's another Nerdcorn. See, uh, there's four corners there. <laughs> yeah, <now. laughs> yeah, no, we, um, on Twitter, you can find us at Nerdcorner AU and we're Nerdcorner AU at Gmail. And I believe our feed is now live for our Yes, our the show. feed is live. So you can actually go to iTunes and search Nerd Corner and find their show directly. Uh, or you can just find it on, as you said before, the super feed. As and well. we should say, if you go to the geekactually.com website, you've actually got little blocks all the way down the side for all our shows. Yeah, and this is actually the, very important. With the iTunes feed and the RSS feed. Yeah, this is very important because not everybody uses iTunes. And there's always been another feed, but it's a little bit harder to find. So on those sidebars, there is actually now a link to click on to, to subscribe via iTunes. This is all four of the shows or directly to the RSS feed. So you can actually pull that on whatever podcast catcher you use. So, uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, so, uh, of course, as we mentioned earlier in the show, if you want to hit us up with some uh, feedback or anything else you have to say or abuse or never let those Johns anywhere near the show again <laughs> or please let let, let my uh, Dave Longo go. He's been kept in captivity there and you, you kept him silent. Uh, I'm starting can, a Secret Wars podcast. Right <laughs> I was going to say, if you've got any thoughts on Secret Wars. Wars uh, send them to feedback at behindthepanels.net or drop us a voicemail on city number 02801. 14167 or Skype ID, all one word, Geek Actually. Uh, we will fix that in the show notes at some <laughs> stage. Of course, you can hear us up on Facebook and Twitter. We're just at Behind the Panels on Twitter um, and just search for Behind the Panels on, on Facebook and you usually find us that way. It's fun to be there. And we should say uh, we're going we're gonna to plug this every single episode until it happens. The 150th episode of this show is, is mere months away and we will be doing a live show at our good friends, Good Games Hurstville, our good friends and sponsors at Good Games Hurstville on the Saturday, the 1st of August. So save that date because we're going to be doing live stuff. And then and I believe there'll be cake. There'll be cake. Have Although you... the cake may be a lie, but... <laughs> yes. Now, is there going to be cake or not? Because if there's not, I'm not coming. <laughs> there, there will be cake. The, 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 the all, with all good intentions, we believe there'll be cake. That's, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. We ha- at the moment, we have 12% of a cake. <laughs> that's, the, that's like the parenting equivalent of we'll see. We'll see. Oh, you know that one. Oh, yeah, you're if a parent you're too. If you're good, ask your father. <laughs> the other parenting line is maybe. 
So you might be able to find me with Cake at DVD Bits on Twitter. Um, you can also find me at BehindThePanels.net and TheRealBits.com. And you can find me on GeekActually.com or on Twitter at David McVeigh. We also have a Geek Actually Twitter, which is at Geek Actually, funnily enough. Uh, or you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at SecretWars.com, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or funnily enough, at Damn Good Cup as well. <laughs> I'm going to be writing Pearl Man, the series. <laughs> and a 12-part retrospective yeah. on Secret Wars. <laughs> and you guys individually, can we find you somewhere? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at jdizzle1701. And you can find me at mard underscore ness at Twitter. And we'll put all these in the show notes as well. No, we won't. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know what, screw these guys. Uh, well, until next week, let's see if we can get this right. Uh, what? I was about to say, until we check the numbers and we find out their show's more successful <laughs> yeah, than ours, probably. right? <laughs> then we'll be going, hey, guys, can we be on your show? Welcome to the uh, Corner Network. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I, for one, salute our new John Masters. <laughs> and until that fateful post-apocalyptic day, I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. My name is David Longo. <laughs> <laughs> we all should do it that way. My name is John D. And I'm John Hammond. Do yours again, guys. <laughs> My name. <laughs> Is Richard Gray. My name is Dave McVeigh. I spent four years on this hellish, <laughs> on this hellish podcast. Supergirl starts the same way. She, yeah. she, she opens with, Hi, I'm Kara Zarell. She's and really excited. And I love about it, it when like it's like the Adam's like, Hi, I'm Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I want an Australian superhero to just go, G'day. <laughs> G'day. My name's Aussie Pride. <laughs> Trademark to a project I, I used to be spent five on. years wandering through the outback. <laughs> Now I gotta be someone else. I gotta be a bleeding yank. And this has been and my name has been behind the panels. Behind the panels is a production of geekactually.com. 